Welcome back. <laughs> There's an intro right there. Let's go it. Roll with it. Oh, welcome back, guys, to uh, Body Slammed. Uh, this is probably going to be our uh, one of our best episodes in a while. We're all really excited, and our opinion is the only one that matters. So, <laughs> I am your it's host. It's going to be our best episode <laughs> right? in a while. I am your host, Franklin. I have with me uh, Brandon, who you've heard already. Say hi, Brandon. No. You were fucking so verbose earlier, and now you're all quiet on me. Boom. You know, and Tyler's. How's you doing, Tyler? Not too bad excited. yourself, sir. I'm fucking excited to talk AEW, man. Heard that. Uh, TJ is unfortunately not with us today. I mean, he's still here in the planet Earth, but he's on vacation. <laughs> God uh, rest his yeah, soul. Just... <laughs> I mean, God bless his soul. <laughs> you're right. There's a good chance that he'll have, uh, if we forget something to say, he might pop in near the end and uh, drop in uh, his two cents. No, Depending bullshit. on when he gets back from vacation. Bullshit. He's not going to come fucking... I, whatever. Piggyback off our hard work. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> we clearly put so much time and effort into this. Right. I'm, I'm done with this episode. He's not calling in sick and getting an A on this project. <laughs> yeah. So we are here to talk about uh, Double or Nothing. I've uh, never been the smart science partner. <laughs> ever. Uh, taking place at the MGM Grand uh, Garden Arena. So, did you guys see, like, uh, from a technical standpoint, Double or Nothing was a success. I mean, yeah, I mean they, from, they put 20,000 people in that motherfucker. All <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. Uh, at the very beginning, they're just inflating numbers. It was actually uh, 12,000. They did sell it out. Uh, I think they held on to some tickets for the next day, so I don't think it sold out in the first day, but it would have. It sold out incredibly fast. Mm -hmm. um, All together, they made an estimated live gate of $1,056,000. Damn. So, and, uh, Good for uh, them. Uh, at least according to Dave, fucking Dave Meltzer, TJ might uh, argue with this, but uh, apparently the buy rates were literally almost double what All In did. So they literally doubled or nothing. So right. it was pretty fucking sweet. Safe bet. Yeah. Right. Um, how hype are you guys going into this? Like I, with the start of AEW, I know we haven't talked to Brandon on the or either of you guys on the podcast mm. since AEW's been announced. I was fucking nervous going into it, honestly. Like excited, but a little bit like on the fence. I didn't, I was afraid of being overly, like, it's been hyped, right? Mm -hmm. Like, since they've announced it, it's been a big deal. We've all been waiting for it. It's been pushed it. to the moon, like, Roman Reigns yeah. style. Right. And, and I was, like, I was very much like, okay, but this could fucking dud out, and we could all be disappointed, so let's everybody hold up. They, for, for me personally, and I think, like overwhelmingly you can look at the twitter twitter sphere <laughs> and uh like it was it overwhelmingly more than paid off yeah. right. so i'm all about the hype train on this one i mean after just watching this pay-per-view and the uh after, explosion yeah. at the end i was just like yeah sold yeah we're gonna have to wait. Well, we'll get there soon with after, the ending but after watching it i'm completely marked out for aew right they I'm did like, pay off so this did this seem different to you than all in because honestly going in it didn't seem i mean obviously they had announced they were doing their own company so that felt different but to me it felt just more like a 
all in, you know, 1.5, all in two. I guess we're getting all out, so I don't know where, you know. Yeah, but with the exception that, like, they were taking noticeable shots at WWE. Yeah. Like, that was a big part of this show, which I think excited people like me who have been bitching about WWE's product for a Ever. fucking decade. Yeah. Um, so we have to point out just in the timeline that this is coming off of WWE just done Money in the Bank. Uh, 2019. Money which, in the shitter. Yeah. Um, besides, I mean, I actually honestly thought that Bailey had a really good story of her winning the uh, the Money in the Bank, cashing in and getting the title. Well, that's just a slap in the face of Sasha. Yeah. Well, Sasha's not there anymore. <laughs> well, that's that's it. It's like, Mercedes. oh, you're gonna leave. We're gonna give your partner a fucking belt. You walk belt. away. Boom. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, but it had a really controversial finish. Uh, maybe one of the the most controversial in a while. Where Brock Lesnar, who was not in Money in the Bank. Won the Money in the Bank fucking match. And how did, so like, I didn't, I don't, I'm sorry, but. Like, You've just I'm, given up on WWE at yep, this point? Yeah. Now watch so, it, it's trash. Ali, Ali was on the fucking uh, ladder, and Lesnar's music hits. He just storms down to the ring. He pushes over three ladders, injuring the cameraman that they fell on. That's good. He goes in, pushes Ali off, climbs up, and, like, very blockily, because he has no fucking art, articulation. <laughs> blockily. He's the worst Verb fucking. Verb of the yeah. day. <laughs> But uh, adjective of the day. He, he's just so, it's so slow and so cartoonish, and he just gets up there and gets the briefcase, and now he's got the money. Because who needed a push in 2019? It was definitely Brock fucking Lesnar, right? Yeah. I can tell you that. He's like the fucking bridge troll that comes out whenever he wants money. Well, come on. Yeah. He's due for a title reign. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? So going into Double or Nothing, it just felt like it, they didn't have a – I mean, it said like there was a high bar. But with what WWE has been putting out and the like the worst draw ever that had happened yeah. right before Money in the Bank, it didn't seem like they had to do much to really wow the crowd. They just had to not stumble. Doesn't right. it seem too like WWE like wasn't taking them – wasn't taking AEW seriously right. going into Double or Nothing? And then even afterwards, it felt like they didn't know how to handle right. AEW. Like shit, what do we do now? Yeah, type of thing. Yeah, more more bad decisions. I bet. Right. So, well, so did you guys see the casino <laughs> battle royale? Did you watch the pre-show, Brandon? I did not watch okay. the pre-show. Um, what did you think, Tyler? Because they had some interesting uh, characters coming yeah, out. Yeah, it was uh, it was almost as gimmicky as the gimmick battle royale from I, WWE. I mean, it was pretty much. This is more fucking Super Smash Brothers than Mortal Kombat, though. I mean, it was just I the guy n- whose pants didn't come out of his pants the whole time, and he's just like. Like as if a pissed off toddler was kicking his dad. Like, there was a dad, guy. Come there on. was a guy with no legs. Yeah, <laughs> and who did a badass six one nine as good as Ray? I will right. say, like fucking killed it. But probably the biggest pop of the pre show. You say was as good as moment. Ray, but Ray has knees. Yeah, <laughs> that's. Just- it makes it easier to run. That just makes Damn. him all. He was running on his hands and then did a six one. I defy you to do that shit. Right. Even Ray Mysterio I couldn't can't. do that. I have no one shins. but no one but he can. That's the <laughs> so mean. <laughs> Oh, uh, fuck. No, but it, it had a, it had some really cool moments. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back, Brandon. Uh, this hell. is why I keep you off the podcast. <laughs> so Adam Page ended up winning uh, the Casino Battle Royale, the buy-in. It was actually uh, so the format of the buy-in was kind of cool. Yep. Do you know what they did? Mm-mm. So they drew um, twenty-one cards, and whatever uh, sweet suit you were was what. Uh, so they would draw like a heart, and then the five guys who drew hearts would enter. Okay. And then three minutes later, the guys who drew cl- clubs would enter. And then the guy who drew the, the ace got the, the last spot, the 21st. 
He came in last. So here's something cool. Who is Adam Page? That's a fucking awesome idea. Right. right. Because it's gimmicky to the fucking paper. It's a lot better and than a mixes 50. It up. Yeah. It's so much better than a 50 man battle royale, which is like, that's not innovative. You're right. just adding 20 guys, which makes it that much longer. It right. just shows how such a little change could make something that. Because and, we're used to seeing Royal Rumbles well, and Battle And how well and are they already branding the product? It's called Double or Nothing after All In, and it's in Vegas, and, you know, it's the. It, now you're doing a gimmick based on gambling right. for your first match. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, it just to Brandy me, Rhodes is a fucking great. Uh, the comparison, <laughs> branding officer. I'll like, say that the comparison between how WWE's product has gotten so predictable and stale and the right. same for so long to just think that like all they had to do was put card, card, card associ- associated with fucking suits right and in a casino and right. boom there you go it's different it's fun it's it's gimmicky and like i don't know there'll be a reoccurring uh, th- a theme tonight of things Plus, wwe could easily do you know <laughs> you know what's great about this like i first of all aew feels one to me watching double or nothing to me was like being 12 years old right again right like it's 1999 and that's um, actually the thing i was seeing the most on twitter and stuff people commenting like this feels different it doesn't feel like wwe it feels like wcw it kind of does it definitely doesn't feel like tna like it's different from new japan it's different from ring of honor yeah yep like they did a good job of fresher i feel like watching uh Double or Nothing was like watching an episode of Thunder with a way cooler backdrop. No, yes. And like, I will say I've gone back and watched All In and then rewatched Double or Nothing. They really <laughs> learned now that they have a staff and they know who their people are and they have backstage talent who are going to be there week to week. You're starting to see that. Like, just from these two pay per uh, views, they improved so much. Like, there was still a couple fuck ups. They have the double ramps for the entrances. But in, and there are points when the camera's pointed at one right. and someone comes down in, the other. In pro wrestling, there's going to be fuck-ups. And, like, you know what? As long as they can keep me as excited as they made me, right? fuck it. Like, I'm cool with... Do you remember, like, when WWE had competition in WCW? Like, one of the things that Scott Hall and Kevin Nash famously said, I think it was Scott Hall that said, like, the difference between WCW and WWF was that WCW was a television company with a wrestling show or they were yeah they were a television company with a wrestling show whereas wwf was a wrestling company with a television show and and like the they give examples about how like the cameraman like just got off baywatch so like they didn't know what the fuck to be looking at and like whatever but it was still good because it was different from what was happening a couple channels away right i'm good with aew making like rookie mistakes they are rookies so like their owner's fucking 36 and is a huge wrestling fan and like i mean they are rookies they're doing this yeah i'll tell you this is uh probably a smoother debut than most wrestling companies have had oh yeah yeah. any yes well they took their time also and like in aew right out front is uh after the once we get the into the pay-per-view proper double or nothing they're showing how they're really putting an emphasis on tag team matches that they want to be the company that brings tag team wrestling back to the the West. I will say they it's have... It's kind of been gone. Like, yeah. the, it's unique because this is a wrestling company for the uh, social media era. Like, they... WWE, F, CW, whatever, whichever one, um, didn't have the luxury of being able to build it up before you saw it. Right. So they had to start in fucking gymnasiums and shit. And, like, granted, these guys built up their popularity in gymnasiums and and shit, but they did it on the internet so that they were able to, to adapt. As, well, and establish themselves so that coming into their second pay per view, the both their first, 
Most of these guys are so established on the indies that they bring the story with them. Neither right. it like, both of these shows combined, All In and Double or Nothing, sold out in less than an hour total. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's insane for guys that the average like the average wrestling fan probably wouldn't know most of these names. Right. Like even I mean I don't know half these names. Even TJ I think I made it like there are a couple people he didn't know. Exactly, and that's the point that got me most is like. Few of these stars or few of these wrestlers I do know and like I do follow or whatnot and I am a fan. And then people coming in from uh, China or Japan or whatever, and then it's just like T Shark or T whoever T Hawk's coming in here. I don't know who he is, but he moves like a fucking tank and can take anyone down. Oh right, like I became a fan of like twelve wrestlers and the night of double or nothing. Exactly, like, I, Luchasaurus is like my one of my favorite. Hell's fucking, yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah. hell's yeah. Fuck yeah, I love any wrestlers. Like, any wrestlers. Any wrestler who's been in the game for 65 million years over here is like destroying me. the audio. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, we do get so we get like SoCal Uncensored taking on Strong Hearts at a good tag team match to actually open the pay per view proper. We get a four way tag match, uh, which actually was a three way. Britt Baker taking on Nyla Rose taking on uh, Kylie Ray, and then uh, Brandy uh, introduces wants to make the match a little more awesome. This that was <laughs> very my very fucking Stephanie McMahon. You, right? I know. I love they played off the fact that she was like <laughs> threatening to get in the match herself. She even came down in her ring gear. Did you see the uh, the pop the crowd? Do you like how loud it got when they brought out Awesome Kong? Hell yeah, dude! That was yeah. That was. Do you guys know anything about her? Like I know a very little, but just only recently. But uh, Ooh. so Awesome Kong, uh, she made her name kind of in Japan. She also made her name in TNA. Okay. Uh, she like one of the things that set TNA apart originally was that they had a women's division. They were taking more way more seriously than the divas, mm-hmm. the divas in WWE at the time. Because Awesome Kong was like just out there, kind of like Jax before, like Nia Jax. Nia Jax, Nia yeah, Jax. exactly. That kind of unstoppable powerhouse, and right. I love that AEW's female roster already looks different. It's mm-hmm. not a bunch oh, of yeah. five foot totally. six blonde women, you know. It's ex cheerleaders. Yeah, there's there's a like they're getting better now, but for a while there was there's a monotony of like they all look the same to the right. point that the commentators couldn't tell them apart sometimes. Right. Yeah, but not like, to say that WWE or really any wrestling company has like the sharpest commentary. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, like wrestling's no what what but half speaking, of what makes wrestling awesome is the goofy ass fuck ups. Speaking of, the, of commentary, right. before <laughs> commentary. we get going on Awesome Kong more, yes. Jr. Yes. Fucking Jr. Calling like I that gave me a tingle down my spine. I've I know, and that. I've actually I've heard him call uh, New Japan recently. Yeah, but there's something about him calling an American. Wrestling, wrestling show. Well, let's be real too. The, the like the whole everything made it feel like 1999. You have Nostalgia Jr. All the way. Yeah, you have Jr. You've got a fucking arena that actually has a ramp that has right. like props on the stage. Not not fucking actual Just light. Like the lights board. are really it's impressive. Not a stupid LED board. Yep. Um, something different to look at. Yeah, they're like the entrance is different. It feels very old school. And guess what? The audience is fucking. Hyped yep. like the whole time. There's never a point where they're not chanting something. Right. And it's great. Like it's great. And to and to have Jr. being the guy who's trying to talk over all of that insaneness that's going on. Like that's fucking phenomenal. Kudos to yeah. AEW for land for getting him and mm-hmm. and yeah. doing that. Well, then two guys next to him are quite funny. The guy in the mask, he just has a, quite a few good one-liners. Also, Excelsior, yeah. He actually tears up quite a bit at the uh, the Cody Dustin match we'll get right. to in a minute, but no, they actually have quite a bit of chemistry for people who don't or haven't really called anything together. Right. Yeah, out the gate, like it's definitely you know it's not like the chemistry between Lawler and Jr. Just Jr. hating Lawler. That might be the best ever, but yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fucking enjoyable. 
Getting back to, I was a little bummed getting back to Awesome Kong when they introduced her. The, you know, the because they're AEW is really pushing the sports like quality of the wrestling, so it's all about wins and losses and uh, weights are a big factor. You know mm-hmm. how much you weigh. It's kind of like MMA in that respect. So they introduced Awesome Kong and they just said her weight, whatever it was. But I would kind of because back in TNA they would introduce her and they would introduce her with weight, none of your goddamn business. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so she's actually. Have you guys watched Glow on Netflix? The, the series on Netflix about female wrestling in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome Kong is in there. She really? plays, she, uh, her character is the welfare queen. Huh. Yeah, she does an awesome job, ironically. But uh, no, we've, we've dropped awesome as the as the it's adjective. My favorite fucking times. name. I love the fact. Like, do you remember when Vader went to Japan and they called him Super Vader? Yeah, I love that. I love that in Japan you just be, they just put an adjective in front of your name. Look, like, I will say that be- acceptable Frank is going to be mine. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, follow that. <laughs> I do love like speaking of female matches. Like, does this one not feel out the gate? Like, because they're only, they're only gonna have two tonight, and they're gonna like the second one is mostly Japanese women. This one is more uh, characters. Yeah, you have Whereas the second the... one's more of like women's tag team being right. showcased. This one is like oh, so four you, women. You say this one's more characters. The next one is like, hey, we're straight up out of anime cartoons. Like, <laughs> I'm a sailor. She's a maid. Like this, what the fuck? Is Although, sailor to, mo- right like, to most yeah. people, like even myself, I don't watch Japanese wrestling, but I have seen enough clips and I've I've read enough to know that's where awesome wrestling comes from. Right. And Fast almost, pace wrestling. If there's a movie you love that's been invented in the last ten years, it probably came from a Japanese woman. Right. So I'm glad that it, uh, I'm getting introduced to it. I don't know who any of the the Japanese wrestler female wrestlers are in the ring Mm-mm. during this whole night, but they pull off some amazing shit. Here's what they pull off amazingly. A couple times we'll talk about the big one obviously later, but um, with Awesome Kong, that no one knew that. Nobody. Yeah, that was, that, a, that legit- was a legitimate surprise in 2019, well, okay. the social media era, where WWE can't keep a goddamn secret, partially, not even partially, mostly, because everything's so goddamn formulated right. that it's easy to just be, okay, there's a script, we'll just leak it, oh, Brock's going to show up and do this shit. Right. Like, they, sh- she said, Awesome Kong did an interview afterwards and said that, like, only four people in her life knew that she was going to show up, and when she showed up in Vegas, she had, like, a big-ass hat on, and, like, it was totally covered up, so just... Probably paid for her own travel, right. old-school yeah, fucking mentality. Did not, so that nobody would notice her, and then, like, went straight to the hotel, and, so like, whatever. Do you recognize her? Awesome Kong actually did... She was briefly in WWE as yeah, Karma. I, yes. And she only actually... She had one her. official match. Yes. And she ran, did a couple run-ins to build up how much of a monster she was. What happened is she actually ended up getting pregnant. Like three, oh, yeah. three weeks, three months into her reign, or into her like tenure, and uh, after her first official match, had to, they actually let her go out and say goodbye to the crowd, which was weird. But it had this finality of like I'm coming back, and she never did. Right. Huh. She actually, uh, sadly, ended up having a miscarriage, and a lot of people didn't think she was gonna wrestle anymore. She had a really bad back for a while. Huh. So like I, when I saw her, I was kind of surprised because I thought her wrestling, I thought she was an actress now. Right. She's fucking on Netflix, getting those big checks. Her name is perfect for the. Did you see? Do the... you know how she got named? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. So in our next match with all the Japanese wrestlers, there's Aja Kong. So they were a tag team for a while. When Awesome Kong went to Japan and was learning from all these people, Aja Kong was on the card, and they were uh, they were billing it as A period Kong. And Aja Kong didn't show up that night. And Awesome Kong, her real name is uh, Kia Stevenson. She was backstage, and she was supposed to be just like a jobber enhancement talent. And someone came up, and they were calling out Awesome Kong to the ring. 
And she's like, who the fuck is that? And they came up and like, that's you. Get the fuck out there. Oh, so no. she, she got that name just because they had to give him an A Kong. So like, you're awesome, Kong. Really? Yep. Like, it's really weird history. <laughs> and like, I love learning this shit, though, because it, it, watching Double or Nothing inspired me to like, I'm good. Her, her name is perfect for marketing. Did you see the shirt that they put out uh-uh. for Awesome Kong? It's Awesome Kong, but it's spelled A-E-W. That's legit. Oh, oh. I get that. <laughs> Quite like it. So moving on, we have... Uh, the best friends t- uh, defeating Angelico and Jack Evans, which is kind of a oh my god! Please, dude, worst outfits of all. Yeah, but actually, time. of all the it, matches, it wasn't really, my favorite. Uh, it was nineteen nineties. Uh, uh, fucking Tron. It was fucking. <laughs> it was Kane. <laughs> if, animated it did, shit. It looked a lot like Kane. And it, it was Kane with like that, like with green. an emo haircut. He fucking like ran into a highlighter or some shit, <laughs> like. Something happened. I don't know. That was. I ridiculous. almost thought it looked like he was kind of raiding uh, Seth Rollins' wardrobe at a certain point, like, but just like went kept going with it. Right. Like, give me sleeves. Give me everything. Right. Yeah. That's that's. Give me the Jinko uh, shorts. So as soon as I saw them too, I was like, those are the nihilists from Lebowski, right? Like <laughs> straight up. We are nihilist Lebowski. We believe in. Clearly, nothing. they don't care about their fucking outfits. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> But I do love every match. Like it shows off a different style of wrestling. Like, yeah, these guys very are doing a different so. tag team match than the ones we've seen already. You know, well, and it's before. great to have guys like this because then, like, they're slow. They're building <laughs> themselves up too. Like yeah. them, like, like you exactly just said. After watching this, you just went online and just started researching everyone. Oh yeah, watching these, tons yeah. of shit. So therefore, that's exactly what's happening. And this is kind of like their time to shine. Investment. Like, yeah, we have the big guys who are going to come in and kind of steal the show in a bit. But like, get out there and get the crowd hot. And they do every match. None of them are dead. Like, I mean, you granted you have one of the hottest crowds. This right. is like the, this outside is, of an ECW crowd. This is the WCW undercard <laughs> when management gives a shit. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, but I mean, I it was I, to me it was almost better because you had no embarrassing promos. You had no, no right. goofy backstage stuff, which I know they said they're they're gonna stay away from that. Like, they want to tell the story in and around the ring because that's where wrestling which is should perfect. take place. Right. Like, w- that was one of the mistakes of the the Attitude Era, the Golden Era, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of like especially with WCW where. Jericho and somebody would be having a match, or like the the cruiserweights would be doing a match or whatever, and those guys and the commentary was talking about the NWO still. It was like all the time. But if you people that weren't even going to show up that night, right? Right. But if I wonder what Sting's doing, he's probably at home in the rafters. (laughs) Yeah, his his home rafters in the barn. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like this is better because you get to hear them talk about these people throughout the match, and like you don't need the fucking backstage. I mean, you almost get the sense that like even Jim Ross, like you get the sense that he probably doesn't even know all these cats, but he's he's going to. He's going to learn them because like if they stick around long enough, they're going to impress. Hopefully, almost as if like a uh, hockey commentator or a uh, like, hey, this is who's in the lineup. Mm -hmm. This is who they are. This is their names. That's all you need to know. Right. Comment on what they do. Yeah. Here's a little backstory of that. And there is some uh, I do I actually do like this match quite a bit. I don't know why it was kind of It was very entertaining cuz it was super fast paced. Yeah. And f- not a single person in this match did not have neon green, so how could you not keep track of them? <laughs> Even if you weren't that not paying have attention. Been like, I, I had a little uh, legal man syndrome kicking in here. I was like, who the fuck is the legal man? Like, someone in green, but that could be anybody except right. the ref. <laughs> right. Yeah, this looks like Speed Racer versus Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it needs to be one of those things where it's like, you know, guys, when when, when two uh, ba- baseball teams, one of you has to wear white and one of you has to wear, like, 
You got to mix it up. You can't both wear the same right, color jersey. Right. No one got that memo. <laughs> no. Our next match is really interesting. Speaking of the, because the Japanese women, uh, I'm not even going to try to butcher all these damn names. It was literally an anime wrestling it, it match. It was 100% that. There this, was, to me, almost this was felt the most 90s match of them all. Like, this could have been done in 8-bit, and it would have been perfect. Right. <laughs> Someone out there, make that, please. <laughs> well, like, the, the two bigger women are shit. They look every bit of 40 or 50. Yeah, I mean, Aja Kong, I know she's a legend. She's been around for 30 years wrestling and still taking bumps like crazy, which is, right. damn, it's odd. Jasmine's out there. Like, what the fuck is Jasmine from Disney's Aladdin doing out there? <laughs> Do you think we just got sued? <laughs> I'm on this. Sh- I'm on this show like once every ten episodes, and I'm like, <laughs> we're gonna get cease and desist. All right. Use nothing but copyrighted music from now on. <laughs> so uh, I can show you the world. Let's move on because we have our last three matches, which I think we're gonna spend the bulk of our time uh, on. But as far as a paced pay per view, up until this point, it had been. Exactly paced. Right. Every match was in the order it needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, though, we're, this match is, I don't know, I almost think this, same thing with Cody last year with All In, I think he put hold on up, an emotional match. It's before, oh no, I guess it's after this, so we'll, we'll go to Cody. Yeah. I love how they brought that, you know what, I'm not going to lie, this match was very fucking entertaining because I don't think I've laughed at an actual match. Like, these ladies are putting it out there, but it's very athletic. And I was very fucking entertained because I was laughing the whole time. And that's like, actually, I think, kind of the style in Japan. Like, they, the Japanese women have, like, because you watch New Japan Wrestling, there's no women. Yeah. Maybe one or two valets. But they don't, like, in Japan, it's separated. Men yeah. have their own promotions. Women have their own. And they do their own shit. Racist. But I actually think it kind of works Sexist. because the women are, like. I know what the yeah. real word is. What do you guys think about this promo? Like, because this is a match, but Cody and Dustin, I guess you could say it's been building up for 50 years or 30 years, depending on how you view it. But it, they didn't really have a lot of uh, going into it. Dustin asked for his release and was granted it. He announced he had signed with AEW. They announced the match. And that was kind of it. Like, they didn't do any pre-brawl angle or anything. Like, pretty much just the promo of, like, the Dusty and his two boys, you know? Yeah. Um. I, that's all you really needed. They'd said everything else in the ring. Right. Life, Life wrote that story long ago. Yeah. You don't have to. <laughs> I'm getting philosophical on right. this bitch. <laughs> this promo is... Cody Rhodes is good. Cody is a good like, heel. Like mm-hmm. I like Cody. Is he the heel. heel in this match? He's you technically he, he is because Goldust comes out second. Heel. Goldust gets the big pop, but then okay, so we got to talk about Cody's entrance. If he's the heel, he is not doing anything that's going to get him booed. No, nope. because what he decides to do, what he decides to do, explain it to me, Brandon. Someone TNT. I'm dynamite. <laughs> TNT. I mean, I couldn't have a bigger explosion from a fucking sledgehammer. I can right? say that. I didn't know the sledgehammer had fucking dynamite in the end of <laughs> Right. It. Jesus. Um, no, this... So, the entrance is the greatest thing. First of all, going back to the whole set, like, the... the fact that this isn't an LED screen but it's such it's so simple it's a fucking, it's a fucking chandelier, chandelier. Right. that's all it is and they they like it's twirling lights and whatever but it's that's all you fucking need that's right. all you need and it looks it so much cool. it, uh, like it couldn't have cost that much i mean no. we're not talking about a wrestlemania fucking you know uh, why because entrance. because it's special effects versus puppets and at least for our generation like we're always going to be on team puppet because right. like it's real no matter how fake it looks it's fucking real like no matter how real cgi looks it's fucking fake and right. that's that's wwe versus this type of like intimate setup mm-hmm. right so chandelier twirling lights we pan fucking down and here comes cody rhodes who 
Austin, my brother, um, pointed out that like, so I had asked you, Frank, a while ago, because I've never, I don't watch a lot of Cody Rhodes, if this is his normal entrance gear, right? Like, first of all, under the chandelier, I jumped a little bit. As the chandelier yeah, pans, we see Triple H's throne, yeah. which is a, like, but, but getting back to your Cross. point, you, don't, you haven't seen much Cody because you don't watch Japanese wrestling. Really. No, you I don't. See it, you see clips of it, but it's not the kind of thing it's hard to log into. <laughs> and there's no apps. Typically, once I see it, like, I see it on forums and stuff so that the guys are even if i see full matches i they're already in the ring by the time mm-hmm. yeah so i don't typically see entrances so is this like is this cody's typical gear like the whole jacket get up thing no this was like this is very much new to me at least because I mean, tg might tell you different because he's he's my, i've only been into cody for you know my brother very, very, relatively short time my brother kind of pointed he he was like is he hunter hurst Helmsley right now is that what he's doing like it kind of does look like his old uh, uh, French, yeah, yeah, style Canadian. That was a name that outlived the gimmick. And he <laughs> even he even kind of stands like Triple H did back then. All right, um, like puts his like knee out in front of him and does the like royal thing. Wow, whatnot. I do. I love the slight. Like they come down to the ring. Was Cody's it looking TJ? Like a badass. Was it TJ that said like when they pan down to the thrown they're like yeah it's just missing like the sledgehammer or yep. whatever yeah it fucking called it right fucking away fast forward and i love that 15 seconds when brandy goes to look for it she looks slightly in the wrong place she has to like pull the curtain up twice under the, the ring skirt and like oh there it is there's that big sledgehammer like the only they thing they there. practiced it but it was more of like a it'll be on the left side you right say, you'll figure it out yeah. <laughs> one thing with his jacket that's coming out he really looks like it's weird for me to say but he looks like the fucking beast from beauty and the beast I can see that, that. color screen. Yeah. Oh my God. It who really is does. Al- who is like also French beast. though, right? Yes. Gaston and yeah. shit like the, the beast who turned into a prince, and now here comes the prince to slay the. Here's oh, it's full of metaphors, guys. Right. Yeah. Fuck so it, here comes this prince. So like the, the sl- moment she gives him the everybody's the crap. getting poetic. Just <laughs> poetic justice. That's what this is right here. This is because everybody's work today. Oh, and it's AEW, fucking midnight in right? studio land. <laughs> everybody's just like being stupid. <laughs> fucking Tyler's breaking, <laughs> Tyler's breaking the studio. Just like he's Cody broke that fucking throne just to bring us back. So you think he did it better or Drogon? Like, honestly. <laughs> um so, but I love, so Cody grabs, Brandy hands him the sledgehammer, right? He you walks up the ramp and he stands with ex- purpose. exactly like Triple H, pans to the crowd exactly like Triple H, and then destroys the throne. With a little pop. With, yeah. And what is Brandy's scream? Uh, bring it down. Bring it down, yeah. Should have said burn I, it burn down. Burn it down. Would have been, uh, Would have been better. Start you know giving away WWE endings here, before they happen. Just really you know what's really them. funny is I looked it up. That is not an official sledgehammer you can fucking buy. They had to have that fucking custom made. I'm sure they did. It looks like a big piece of rubber. Exactly. <laughs> like, it looks dumb. And, right? like, I wondered if that was part of the thing. Like, I wondered if they wanted it to look Might as well just got a fucking stupid. Bludgeon Brothers hammer and just go oh, up there. God. Yeah. Or a Mario hammer. Here's, if I can, like, before we get into the match, if I can... Shit on Triple H for a minute? No, if oh. I can shit on Cody for a minute. Okay. I really like... Cody and I like how this match goes and I like that they're able to sell this match at, with like a slow pace which we can get into in a second but what I don't like is his explanation about all of the cool shit we were just we just excitedly explained right that entrance was fucking badass all of those shots at WWE were perfect that made me excited and then for him to come out in an interview after the pay-per-view and be asked about those obvious shots fired and be like well see the thing is 
It's supposed to signify the fact that I'm not ready to be a total manager yet. I'm just going to be a wrestler. So see, Triple H is a manager, so I'm going to break the throne. Shut the fuck up, dude. You took uh, shots at WWE. Mate, like, try not to. That. Yeah. Like, because that's why it popped. Try so, not to water it down. Yeah, that was just like. You could have just said, like, we all know what it meant. Right. We all did. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's it. That's you know what would have been needed. really cool if the guy asked that and he just looked at him and just said, next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just let it be. I don't answer he stupid questions. He could have said who's next, and that would have nah, been even yeah. better. <laughs> like, he could steal all their fucking Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. Anyone that Season is nailed just down, <gasps> They already have the fucking, they already used the NWO's wolf hand right. gesture. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you can copyright a hand gesture, though, yeah, so fuck them. Nope. Yeah, so, I'm sure WWE tried. But right. Now we can get into this amazing... This is a, like, so this like, is a great moment in wrestling history. Yeah, right. So Dustin was opinion. on... Uh, Dustin Rhodes was on Jericho's podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, he talked about like the butterflies, like not knowing how the crowd would react to him. And my little one, when I was sitting at home, I knew exactly how the crowd would react to him. I right. did, too. I, the way I was going to react to yeah, him. I want to fucking see him. Yeah, I was excited. I'm like At this point, I'm excited because... I've watched WWE for a long time. I've had a lot of complaints. I felt bad for those guys mm-hmm. because I like those guys, and I just feel like you're not getting used the right way. No. I, and I'll be like, completely honest. I did not realize Goldust was still with WWE. It's been so long right. since I'd actually seen him. It's like, damn, he's got tattoos on yeah, his and Yeah, <laughs> that was actually something he talked about in the interview. He, he, he decided to go sleeveless because he wanted to show off the tats, and he wanted to like appear like this is a new for anybody, a new a new, version. For anybody the in face. the audience, too, that hasn't listened to that, that is one of my favorite wrestling interviews ever. Shoot interview. It's not really a shoot interview. It's like, he not. He doesn't shit on anything. But like, I highly recommend listening to that episode of Talk is Jericho. Him talking about is, Roddy Piper was... The hit, just his career great. is awesome, but like he's a humble dude. He just like it was good. I really liked that a lot. Um, but like, but that was that. I agree with you. Like I was in the same boat. I was excited for Cody to come out, and I was excited. I was more excited for Dustin to come out. And this right. is I mean, mostly because like brother versus brother. This is a match we'd only seen once in the WWE. <laughs> How many times? And it so was we, shit. Yeah, so let's talk about that real quick. It happened once. Right. Fast Lane 2015. We just watched it uh, before we started recording to refresh our memory. How and it's t- such a WWE match. It's fucking nothing but hip checks, and you know, like it's fast paced, and it's not that it's not enjoyable. But for the two guys, brother versus brother, that is a lame brother versus brother match. Well, the thing is, too, is how many times have they played out a match like this, just like messing around? Like, let's rehearse. Like, even in, uh, Cody was a kid or whatnot, and they're going around just yeah. messing around. With- well, and I think it's even better because they didn't have that kind of. Re- they have a very fraught relationship. Yeah, very much so. Dustin um, was. Dustin and Dusty didn't get along all the time, uh-huh. and then when Cody came around, Dustin was kind of Dusty was retired, so Cody got like the great dad. Dustin got the dad that was always booking, always on the road, like. Plus, and, Dustin, and there's a twenty year difference. Yeah, between and them. Right. Dustin got into like drugs and stuff, and had a falling out, and there was like a, there was a whole bunch of stuff that caused. Uh, rift between Cody and Dustin, but that was also that's also something that is. Um, that's and really d- cool. About- WWE loves to capitalize on real drama. Oh, you know, and yeah. wrestling in general. WCW. Oh, you, you got an addiction. They could well, not. They why would w- this. Why would they not have main evented a WrestleMania or even a, a fucking? You know uh, why? A because SummerSlam WWE is all about owning, like creating whoever the person is and owning that character. And WWE was so focused on bullshit like Stardust 
that you, there's no way you could sell this story with Stardust. This has to be Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Like, it I mean, has you, to be. I mean, he can be called Goldust, and I'm sure, I mean, I refer to him as Goldust throughout right. the night because it's going to get take me a while to get no, used I to mean, calling Stardust. Like, I know, but like, like, so, yeah. I agree with you, but like, I don't, is it important for Dustin to, to be him? No. It's, that's Im- not, yeah, it's that's important was... for Stardust to not exist for right. the story to work. That's like, very, very true. You know, like so. Duck. Okay, am I the only one that I got a kick out of the fact oh, that like? Man, I'm gonna keep kicking this mic. Fuck stand. you, man. I'm so I, I hear that in my ears so loud. Both shows, what? I do it all th- all the time. Am I the only one that I was so happy to see that they f- they wrestled this like their dad had booked it? Right. This was yeah. a classic Dusty match. Besides the clean ending, which he wasn't known for, but Dusty was known for gallons of blood. Like you know. Yeah, that that was insane. So like, how what? Ten minutes into the match? Eight minutes into the match? Fucking Dustin. Well, uh, Brandy interferes twice, and we get the classic Earl Hebner winding up with the far. You're out of here. Right. Which was even great Crowd that they had Earl pops. Hebner. Like, there's so much nostalgia in this fucking thing. Yeah, right. I'm wondering if he's selling AEW shirts on the side though, because yeah. he start start <laughs> checking around. Out of his trunk, around. still same <laughs> car. Um. I also love that Cody Max starred us oh, in this. Match. That they they reference they that. reference that. Yeah, because the, the they history is alive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they. But the moment when does he get broken up? Is it when he takes the the head first into the guardrail or the the, no, the it's, ring post? Isn't it in the ring? He mm-hmm. cuts himself while he's still in the ring. The camera like pans away. I think that's it's while what, Earl Hebner is is, is uh, no. It's a DDP comes out and grabs Brandy, yeah. throws right. him over the shoulder. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, that's when he gigs. Dustin or... Dustin cuts himself and like does not do it right. No, <laughs> oh, did, in the wrong even, spot. So in the interview, he talked about like I cut myself and like it bleeding out. I'm like, oh, am I going a little too far? And then five minutes, like it's oh, kind of everywhere. And ten minutes, it's everywhere. It's like shit. I might be done. Like, like he's like after 15, I knew I was gonna be okay. But there was a while there. Yeah, he said it was like like squirting with his pulse. Like he could uh, just like feel it. So. Me, you weren't there, Brandon, but me and Tyler and TJ were sitting on my couch, uh, fucking watching it. And me, I think all three of us, when we saw the amount of like, it was just pulling out of his head. Right. We were just like, they have to stop. Like, oh right, my god, Earl, stop the fucking match. Right. You know, the the famous Stone Cold. Right. Like, there was way more blood than oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Way more blood than that. I should just rewatch that a, match to compare like a them. cheesy 80s slasher movie right. amount of blood. And how, no, there hasn't been blood really the whole night, even though we've had like, I mean, we've had staple guns and stuff. We've had violence, but they like they you know saved. just the normal shit. Yeah. Tuesday no. nights. Well, we have Jimmy Havoc, and we're gonna see some fucking light tubes or something being right. used, you know. But like, I love the fact that like they didn't really, no one else really bled. They saved it for one match, and they made it impactful. What's cool about it too is they didn't have to like it didn't have to be the focus of the main event. Like typically, if WWE is gonna put on a blood match, like mm-hmm. it, it's gonna it's be really far into Brock the card. And fucking Reigns, typically, the night. especially right. today. But like even really back in like. The good old days um, of like in probably the early 2000s or whatever. I still feel like mostly that would be further along in right. the pay per view. Um, just yeah. because that's a big spot to have people. Well, it's also and we rolling see, around in blood. So we see it here after the uh, massacre. We'll get to the match in a minute, but after the it match, does, they, they do though. have to fucking they do have to bring out a new ring mat. Oh yeah, like there's no way we're doing two more matches with this amount of blood on the fucking dude. It mat. looked mm-hmm. like at the end of this match, the the amount of blood was like Nightmare on Elm Street yes. amount of blood. Jesus, <laughs> like yeah. There was a point where he did a push up, and it was just a stream from the mat to his face. Yeah, all yeah. I kept just thinking puddles. was that yes. all match. The, the, when. <laughs> the ending of Django where they come back from the funeral and they open up and the <laughs> blood everywhere in the mansion. Like, yeah. yeah, it was, It's so stained. off-putting. Oh, my God. But what was great about it is, like, that also, it made 
us, the audience watching it, like we were also thinking, like, is he okay? Right. Like, how yeah. long should this match keep going? Right. And you saw it in Cody's face too, of like he's my brother and he's bleeding a lot. Right. But right. we're in the middle of a fucking match. I have to give it to wrestlers for their like resolve there because I'm a pussy. Oh and if yeah. I did I'd be like, that, oh shit, too I, deep, too I, deep. I, I have to be like, no, pin me now, pin me now. We gotta go. Somebody call. Where's my wife? <laughs> like, it's getting the ending. Call nine one one. So uh, obviously the the last match uh, Cody and uh, Dustin had was at Fastlane 2015, the second match of the night, Stinker, uh, oh, and Goldust won over Stardust that night. So it's kind it's of fitting a bullshit that roll up. I right. love the ending of this though. I love that the heel technically Cody is playing the heel to the veteran. He that's gets the, the win. He only, gets it clean. That's the only thing I would have changed. I would have had. You would have had it, Dustin go over? Yeah. Are you? Do you not think that Dustin would have been like insisting his little brother, like this is your moment? I got one on you. You got to get one on me. Maybe he was, and maybe it's a better this way <laughs> because maybe it's more predictable that Dustin would go over. Right. But yeah. like that's what I was expecting, and I kind of well, was like, and you have to have damn. Dustin ending for that. Or the Dustin losing for that ending of you trying do. to leave his boots in the ring. Although, like, didn't it, on Jericho's podcast, didn't it make it sound like he didn't know that that was coming? Like, Cody grabbed the mic. Yeah. That, I mean, it, it, uh, he, he either that or he's just a damn good actor. I, right. I don't know that, like, maybe I'm wrong. So, like, again, I'll plug it again. Because, like, it's a, that is my favorite fucking interview from a wrestler in a long time. Like, I really like that. Yeah. Um, he's, like, he's like Moxley in that he has a lot to say, but he doesn't have the venom of Moxley. It's more reserved. Yeah. Of like, yeah. this is what it is. This is what I'm going to do now. Right. So, um, I don't know. But, yeah. So, at the end of this match, Cody wins clean. And then, as Gold... And... Gold does. Dustin. Yeah, it's hard, uh, isn't it? Yeah. As Dustin's, like, shrunk down in the... In which at this point, when he like shrinks down into the turnbuckle, oh, when, when or his brother comes back in, like Cody, he like he shies away from him like it's an animal. So, like, oh my god, don't hurt me! Yeah, that was great acting there. But what I also that was the first time that I felt like Dustin was gonna survive because as his pulse stopped, like because I kept thinking as it was going on, like clearly he's not dead yet. It's right. been like twenty five minutes and he's <laughs> like there's blood everywhere. Right, right. So I was like, all right. As he started to slow down, the blood also started to slow down. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. he's he's probably gonna survive. He's probably a little lightheaded. <laughs> I mean, it, it goes <laughs> on for so long. Cookie. Yeah, it goes on for so long that the blood starts caking and then it's still fresh. So yeah. it's like, oh god. But like, right. and he's wearing red face paint, and you can see every ounce of that blood. Well, and Cody it, like, is completely red to the, the point that his his bleach blonde hair is is, which is orange yeah. yeah which is funny because such a good visual after like you saw him tweeting after his match throughout the night manager shit and he was like back behind the scenes and like you could tell that he had taken a shower but his hair was still like red as right. fuck because yeah. that's what bleached hair is gonna do it's like probably yeah, it's like food color yeah. it's like right. hair coloring at that point it's thicker yeah, just all natural. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about the reference? I know that we've already just wrapped up the match, and we can jump to the next one in a second. Oh, we can go back. This match but, is there's endless amount to talk about. But there was a there was a spot that I liked where they referenced the shattered dreams, which was fucking loved it. Which right. is where Goldust did the the basically racks you in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, puts the legs up and nut nut kick. And nut, how inventive. Nut <laughs> um, I I'm wondering if this was Dustin's idea because. He's done that move for so long he's like he's always had it in his head this would be a cool way to do it. Right. Have someone just rip off that turnbuckle and now I'm torn between do I do it and hurt myself or do well, I just give well, up? I think he talked too about the fact that like when people uh popped for it that 
Yeah, he, he didn't know. He, he wasn't expecting people to remember it because he hasn't done it for so long. Right. Um. But yeah, that was oh, really no, cool. We remember Dustin. I right. I was we fucking loved it. Plus, He's the only person that did something like that. Plus, what yeah. was, what was great like about the thing that made that the best was that like they altered it like it didn't happen yeah they teased it and they never came back well and he pulled the turnbuckle off throws it to him dustin stops and looks at it like i'm gonna fuck my leg up and like that's just and yeah that's actually where dustin starts bleeding he gets run into the turnbuckle face first although brandy does a wicked clothesline to him or no it's actually like a spear spear yeah yeah. she fucking gores him i love it and then cody's in fucking high heel boots heel i don't i don't know guys i don't know why she did yeah i didn't tell her to do that shit like that just i don't know I know. I, like I said, I, I it was prefaced a... this whole episode with <laughs> I'm marked out on fucking AEW, but I, I am. I I am. I reacted exactly the way Cody that wanted was, me to. Uh, yeah, because I when I saw your reaction, I was like, man, Cody and the Young Buck struck gold. If everyone's reaction is like yours, if right. AEW been like very hesitant about the, the it, current product, if AEW is as good as this is. Is this pay per view was right? Like, I'm probably gonna be on the show a lot. Am more. I the only one that's super <laughs> like, excited? I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not only excited for to see people like Cody and Dustin and Omega and the Bucks. I'm I cannot wait for the people I'm seeing now that I I'm not even I don't even know who their name is, but mm-hmm. I know in two years I'm gonna have a T-shirt or they're gonna All be right. my favorite mm-hmm. wrestler. Oh yeah, that's my favorite thing about wrestling is it never ends. You just get new stars that just right. keep mixing in. And- or or who will become free. Of the tyranny of WWE, and then change or stay the same to come to uh, a- AEW, like from Dean Ambrose to well, John and, Moxley, and like even if and I've said this, and I, like I wish the best for AEW, I really do. This really impressed me more more than exceeded my expectations. But if this is a ten year experiment that fails, but in in its journey makes WWE not suck ass anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then it, then it's a win for wrestling. Us. Like, yeah. So, and I like I'm not I don't have to be loyal to a company. I just want the product to be fucking good. Right. Like, yeah. I don't want you to try to sell toys. I want you to try to sell a story. Sell me other do, fucking wrestling. And it doesn't even have yeah. to be a good story. It could be milk trucks coming to the fucking ring. And right. like, it doesn't have to be anything. Just, like, try. Right. Like, they don't even fucking try. They phone it in. Same goddamn story for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> like, ugh. All right. I, I love it's having you on the show. It's just you ran for a while. Right. It's awesome. It's almost as if they just like PG, like have toddlers write the fucking script for WWE. Let's make this as PG as possible. Yeah, cookie, cookie cutter shit. And is it is it me or AEW? The, I mean, like All In was a little more salacious with Joey Ryan and the penis party. Right. But there was nothing really rated R about this. Party. About double or nothing. Like the, there was a lot of blood in one match, mm-hmm. but otherwise it was just great wrestling. Like the next match, the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. I I honestly think this should have came first. I think I Cody and Dustin should have been the penultimate so match. So I've watched lots of YouTube clips of the Young Bucks. Right. Um, oh yeah, that's a YouTube famous buddy. But <laughs> I have never watched like a full. Young Bucks match. I've also never watched Lucha Underground and didn't know, like, I knew who uh, Pentagon, Pentagon Jr. Yeah. and Ray Phoenix were, but I'd never seen them in a full match. Fucking, other than, I'm sold on Pentagon this was, Jr. This was one of, this was probably my favorite match of the whole, the whole card. Yeah. Honestly, like, yeah. um, I really liked the Cody match too, but the, the Cody match had the more the impact, but for just straight out wrestling, 
Yeah. And I think actually the best moment of the night came in the the Young Bucks Lucha Brothers match. Absolutely, and I already know which one. I don't even know what how what you would call it. First of all, can we can we talk about the Young Bucks' entrance outfit before we go any further? Fucking sure Elvis. Not Elvis. They're in fucking Vegas. Elvis is back. Right. There he isn't. He has not left the building. And there's two of them. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> great. I love that they're they're in bell bottoms though the whole fucking match, and I right. I love how more outlandish their outfits have become. Because it's all, like, they do all that shit. It's them and their wives, like, and their their dad does the music for being the elite, you know, and... Still? Yeah. Like, they don't yeah. have enough money, so they're just like... I'm sure they have me, no, because they're putting that money in the bank. Right. Like, fuck it. <laughs> we don't have to pay someone if we do it. Right. Retire. So what would you call that move? Let's get back to that, because there's a... All right, well, let's... There's a move before it. There's a sequence before there it. There's so we, many, This whole move... This is sequence after sequence. Yeah, but this sequence that's happening right now on what we're playing in the background is when... Uh, the two younger brothers, yeah. Yeah, when Nick and Ray start flipping around the goddamn ring and doing, like, each doing the same move, like... Back but to back to back, back to back, back to back, to back, mirrored. To back. Yeah. yeah, and then like there's just constantly love, swipping, switching from left to so right to starts, left to right to left. It like, starts out awesome. It starts out in the ring. They go out of the ring. They, it ends with two double drop kicks. They both drop kick air. Yeah, and then they get up and they look at each other, and then they one of them pats each other on the the, the chest and is like, "All right, let's get back in the ring." Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you can real fucking do this. Like there's there's like a camaraderie between them. There's a lot of people that complain about that and say that the young bucks are like ruining wrestling for that because. Like it's supposed to be a fire display, but like you know what? It's supposed to be entertaining, right? And like first and foremost, especially coming from guys who work for the entertainment company, that's not entertaining to be right. critis- <laughs> to be criticizing guys like this who get the audience involved. This is exactly like, this say is what you like want it. about Joey Ryan's penis uh, suplexes. People but man, love I, it. I pop for it. Yeah. Right. You know, in more than one I way. Pop for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. It's an interesting <laughs> choice of words. Um, <laughs> T- times when wrestling terms aren't appropriate, right? But even this match, like this is another one. They didn't have to build up. The build up is the superstars. Two, which, are, which, fuck that, the wrestlers. Which tag team? Thank you. Which brother tag team is better? Like that's <laughs> it's it's fucking one sentence, right? And like this can be a whole rivalry. It was fucking a, certainly a great match. Um, and the, the, and the, we so with all out they had the crunch time, or right? All, yeah, all in. I'm sorry. With All In, uh, the Young Bucks match had to be shortened to, like, s- fucking six minutes. Right. And they really rushed the ending. It was wonderful to get to see them really take their time in this match and put on a 15-minute. Yeah. Everyone got their moment to shine. Well, this was not 15 minutes. This was, like, an hour. Right. No, no it, it felt like that. It was a fucking orchestra. No, it was, like, though. an hour. Like, this match? Yeah. Cody, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Jericho all had, like, 45 minutes apiece. Like, Damn, it did it not. Dude, it was Holy long. Shit. This was, I think this was the longest of all three. Um, but, yeah, like, they're... They, it was these, nonstop, though. These were... Oh, yeah. This this was great. The The only thing is, this might have gone on too long, because if you... 24 minutes and 55 seconds. All right, I'm full of shit. But yeah. it, it's not actually... It's a, a Maybe little bit it, shy of the longest match on the card. Um Man, really? Yeah, I guess it, it does I guess, seem like they're in there for an hour. Though. No, but I'm thinking of like clicking through the fucking uh, thing. So like maybe I'm guess I'm not taking into account like promo times. Video. Oh no, well they have a, they had a long ass promo that I'm like because I'm clicking through something on the fucking computer. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> Add got the That's best of them. You know what? You can edit this entrance. all out. None of this exists. <laughs> 
After that, um, we're keeping it. What other, uh, do we want to try to describe the the, the, the epic move of awesomeness? I can say it in like uh, in like Super Nintendo terms. It's like up, up, down, down, up, down, up. <laughs> like <laughs> Game Shark. <laughs> yeah. Um, Game Shark. So what is Ray Phoenix, right? Or yeah. No, no, it's uh, yeah, it's Ray. Um, Pent has been thrown out of the ring. Right. So they get both of the young bucks over in the corner. Um, one hung up on the ropes, uh, racked on the ropes between yeah. his legs, and the other one, the other one's standing at this point because oh well, yeah, in the Nick ring stands can you up. Go to it. Uh, yeah, I, well, I, I mean, I trying to describe it without seeing it is right. damn near impossible. That's why I'm like, I'm trying to. Pitch it's really this. not though. He runs from one corner and hits the the bottom rope, second rope, top rope, kicks. Super. Matt in the head or Nick yeah. in the head and then drops back to the bottom rope to jumps. the second rope and then comes back to the top and then Hurricane Rada's yeah that's fucking insane whatever I just said is real you, and sounds uh, like had, bullshit whatever I just said is real <laughs> we had to I'm out of breath describing it and he, he had to fucking do it how do you come up with something like that in the ring like that's what I want like it I mean it's probably move of the night the biggest crowd reaction to any single move was that even though, like you can even tell Jr. and, and uh, Excelsior, they don't they don't didn't know. By God, that. what did I just say? Yeah, I don't think it has a name yet. I know we're talking about like just the wrestling is the wrestling entertainment, but I do want a wrestling toy of Pentagon Junior. Fuck yeah! How the fuck is there not been one? He is scary as fuck. He's like the cooler version of the Parka. Oh yeah, yeah, he absolutely. Is. Like scary, skullish, the parka. Just name a man who has a better gimmick, like visually out of the gate than him. The way he paints his face under who that mask. Who the fuck? Why did it take? Why is it 2019? Uh, <laughs> Whenever he started doing it, someone said, I have an open mouthpiece here. Why don't I just paint my mouth like a fucking skull? I yeah. was like, that is fucking ingenious. And I actually think Phoenix needs a little here's bit. Your, here's your move, real quick. Oh, yeah. So Nick gets up, hung up on the ropes, right? Yep. Matt is he walks with Matt's hand, second rope, top rope, yeah, kicks doing the Nick Undertaker in the head, thing. And he's <laughs> jumping. Not only is he jumping Jesus like second Christ. rope, top rope, but he's jumping from corner to cor- corner. Like so, he's did you boom. the amount of people who stood up when that move happened? Yeah, the entire stadium you got just to saw their like feet. a wave. So that was. <laughs> I guess you kind of have fun. to. Well, I mean, uh, would you want to be backstage as either of the the Jackson brothers and watch Cody and Dustin tear that fucking ring apart with blood and that? Everyone's crying at the end of the promo, and be like, "All right, you're up next." I'd be shit in my pants. Be like, right. "I gotta follow that." Like, I think, the, knowing they had this in the hall, be like, "All right." I we're, love the difference between like the protocol at WWE versus AEW, who's just kind of winging shit too. Because I think it was you, Frank, that made the joke that uh, um, apparently hepatitis doesn't exist in AEW. I think TJ <laughs> said that when we were watching it. Yeah, is that what he said? Yeah, because yeah, it because like Jesus no one has any fucking gloves or no one has any gloves. Yeah, all Hepatitis out everywhere. there. Everybody at one point he gets it on his shirt and he looks down and it's like, oh, it's ruined. And I was like, don't worry, you'll be able to sell it or all you'll fucking make your right. money back. WWE gets the camera on like some little girl in the front row while everybody with fucking hazmat suits runs out. Right. Did you guys up. notice too? That speaking of the crowd, the front row on the hard camera are all the uh, the pro wrestling tees people. Right. The whole, all like, the uh, owners and whatnot. Yep. The the whole crowd has the first like the the whole first row is them. That's well, they they all have their own custom made shirts, and on the back it says owner, co owner, yeah, manager, whatever, project manager, job. this person, that person, like their job duties. Pro wrestling tees, it's it's hard to overstate how big of a business that was. Cole Cabana kind of like that's what's gr- like gave that's, those guys a platform, and they fucking ran with that's it. That's the thing though, this whole that's what Vince. 
That's why Vince needs to step away from WWE. I, first of all, I don't think WWE is in danger of fucking going out of business. Never. I don't want bad things for WWE. I want it to be better. But that's why I think Vince needs to go at this point. Because Vince is not the guy to figure out t-shirt companies and do it like... Because I'm not saying that he can't do companies. He has proven that he can do companies and he can take right. and like corner different areas of the market. I just don't think social media is one of them. And it, because if it was, we wouldn't know everything that's going to happen in WWE fucking weeks ahead of time. Right. Like he is the grandpa. Like, how do I turn off the remote? Yeah. Or, he's that guy. You, you're right. He, what is this twatter everyone's talking about? Exactly. <laughs> that's good shit. That's good. <laughs> it's good shit. We will talk about that in a minute because we got to get into that. Who is speaking of this match? Before we get out of the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers, who's the bad guy in here? Who's the good? Which Who cares? Team is they're both exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're who both, the fuck cares? But it, it. it struck me like most of these matches, there's not a traditional heel. No, but what's great about that again is it's kind of like uh, the it's kind of like the lack of direction that WCW had where they weren't putting over their, where they weren't, they had no storylines for their mid card guys. So it was just like guys in the middle of the show wrestling. Right. But I'm fine with that because this, for them, these guys, whether like Nick Jackson, the Jackson brothers and the Lucha brothers, it doesn't matter to me, the viewer personally, Brandon, right. while I'm watching it, because I'm just like, dude, these guys are just trying to be better than one another. Right. And that's all the story I fucking need. Yeah. This, I don't really you know, need more than that. This reminds me of when I got back, or when I got into wrestling, is like uh, staying up Saturday nights to watch that one hour of WCW or WWE that's on at midnight on fucking Channel 11 or Channel 30. And it was when for Chris St. Jer- Louis channels. Right. <laughs> When Chris Jericho Check first came out, <laughs> when it was Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit fighting uh, Harlem Heat, and it was not the top tier guys, but it was the guys like, all right, or I guess you can compare it to superstars or, or whatever it is on fucking WWE where it's like your mid-level or lower card guys trying to like put on a good show so therefore they can get a storyline so they can get that title shot or whatnot. These guys just going to put it all on the fucking right. line. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, so what do you think about the winner, the result of this? This is this that, is this is the where I have a little bit of a problem. Agreed. I told TJ about this like uh, before Double or Nothing, and I asked him like, "What do you think the odds are that Cody's going to run into the same problem Dusty had? Dusty had a problem when he was a booker that he he was also a wrestler. Same thing with Ric Flair when he was a booker and a wrestler. You tend to book yourself to win a lot and your friends because." There's a lot of pressure. You're a badass, no. Well, it's it's not when you're in charge and a wrestler, you're dealing with two worlds. You're dealing with creative, but you're also dealing with people backstage wanting a good story and wanting to go over. Right. So I am a little worried that in all in and in double or nothing, the Young Bucks won. Like all the Cody won, the Young Bucks won, Kenny won. Yeah. I mean, mostly for the most part, we'll get into the next match, but <clears throat> I am a little worried there because I honestly think the Lucha Brothers because the, the in, <laughs> during this match the Young Bucks have the uh, the. The tag belts they took from the Lucha Brothers. Right, and they're on the line. And the the Lucha company? belts, yeah. yeah. So it felt like the, Lucha. the Luchas should have taken a, the From AAA, Lucha Underground? Uh, AAA. Or uh, what's it called? I think it's... I'll it's it's the AAA belts. You're asking the wrong person. I might be sitting in TJ's spot, but I am not TJ. <laughs> uh, I do not know. That'll be one of those things he correct us on when he come, <laughs> comes in at the end of the episode. Right. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so I thought, naturally, like, the... A, you want to build up the Lucha Brothers right. to people who maybe don't know who they are 
Well, yeah. And I'm so surprised they didn't get the that, win and get the belts. That's I agree with you 100%. I think that like it, it's more beneficial to the product, which I don't know. They've had one show, so what the fuck do I know? Yeah, maybe, but maybe they're going to pay it off in the next pay-per-view. Right. But in my mind, at this point, it would make more sense for the Lucha Brothers to have the belts because the Bucks can get over without belts. Right. Like, they I can mean, just win matches against people. And there's a good and, chance that the AEW tag belts are going to be fucking the Bucks. They're going to run with it, right? Like, right. There's a good chance they'll be the inaugural champion, I would think. Yeah. Which or, is... Or, I, like, I don't... I or, want them to... That's what this is setting up for. You think it's going to be build, 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 build. These guys are the type dogs, so that they're going to be handed the, uh, the belts or they're shooing for the belts. But who's their nemesis? Lucha Brothers. And who wins the inaugural belt? Lucha Brothers. On whose company? Young I mean, Bucks Company. Yeah. I, mean, I, cool. I I just thought it would have made the Lucha Brothers WWE a little stronger. WWE creative. I have some recommendations. <laughs> I just think it would have made it hire a, anyone a little else stronger to have the Lucha Brothers go over. But it's a small, fairly small complaint. When a match is this good, I really don't give a fuck who wins. Right? Yeah. Like it's it's kind of small potatoes. Yeah. When it's an hour long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does feel like a fucking war though. There is no slow point in this match. No, this is a lot, a lot of high spots. So let's get to our main event of the night. For the last 15, 16 months, I have been burning, thinking, yearning for another chance. And I have to make it go away. And the only way to do that is to beat Kenny Omega, double or nothing in Las Vegas. I'm not going to stay awake at night wondering how it is that he's preparing, because I kind of know what he's going to bring. People always laugh and say, it doesn't matter if you lose or win in pro wrestling. Yes, it does. It means everything. It means everything to me, especially this match. But you're challenging someone that people call the best you're challenging that next level athlete so either you have some crazy plan or you really think that you can beat me man to man and that's why i don't have to worry about how you're training because there's no way you can train like me there's no way you can train harder than me when you have the biggest star one of the biggest in the world and by far aew's biggest star we have to look good. And if I lose to Kenny Omega, who's basically the nobody to the mainstream uh, audience, it's going to look bad for the company. AEW needs me to win. AEW should want me to win. And I know I have to win. Chris Jericho has always been a cerebral athlete. Possibly one of the greatest of all time. Who knows? You can make an argument. The greatest of all time. Sure, I'll say it. I'm putting my entire reputation and my entire career on the line. I can't lose. Nothing is going to stop me. And when I win, you are going to say thank you on behalf of AEW. If you make that first opening statement that you beat Kenny Omega and that you want to thank you. You can't have that. That's terrible. On May 26, everyone in the world is going to be talking about Chris Jericho and about how Kenny Omega thanked him in front of the world for all he's done for all of you. You're welcome. I got one chance to have a first impression. And a double or nothing, it's going to be the ultimate first impression of what Kenny Omega is all about. The guy that owes Chris Jericho, no thank yous. So how'd you guys like this promo for Kenny Omega versus, or I guess Alpha versus Omega 2, is what it's being billed as? Which sounds so much like a Japanese uh, video game. 
Uh, it's fine. Like, yeah. it, did okay? D- did you see the whole like Kenny wearing his uh, high altitude mask, looking straight like Bane? <laughs> I kept expecting him to be like Jericho, thinks he was raised by the darkness, but I was born into it. Right. I didn't see the light until after I left Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. How did you like fucking Jericho's entrance here? I was so excited to show this to you, Brandon. I I, I dug this. Like, like an evolution of Jericho. Immediately, we all like perked up watching it live, being like, oh, they're fucking going through all of Jericho's. I'm wondering who played Jericho in these You gotta think, though, these moments. That, that's not, that doesn't sit well with Vince. Like, I'm sure this was his jab at Vince. Yeah. Like, hey. Yeah, his throne moment, almost. Yeah, right. I'm gonna reclaim all of my fucking... Right. Personas and then introduce my. Oh, newest you say one. we have creative rights. Well, look what I'm going to do with my creative rights that I have yeah. owned. Right. I don't know. I like that's. This is another thing though. Like, I really hope it works out for them because I like because Jericho is was always like like Jericho belongs in the in the Hall of Fame. So if he doesn't get that because the AEW, that's going to be kind of <laughs> fucking shitty. Right. Yeah. Very true. Going to have to do another Kurt Angle. Reminiscence. So bring him back and have some the new age barren fuckhead beat him. Right. Yeah. Um, so I I heard some rumblings on Twitter and online about people claiming that Jericho looked out of shape during this match. Did you guys get that feeling? Jer- yes. Jericho's looked out of shape for like two Ten years. years. He's yeah. he's yeah. fucking encroaching fifty though. Right. So like, like so whatever. So yeah. yeah. Since he hit so, forty. So you, you yeah. think he's out of shape, but you don't think it's a big deal? No. Like, no. 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 Okay. It doesn't take me out of the fucking match or anything. But I do think like there there are cameras camera angles most specifically like when they go into when he throws Kenny into a turnbuckle or something and they're shooting from below the, that turnbuckle mm-hmm. so like he's the super, approaching the Superman angle kind of yeah it, he has Ric Flair bod right. like that's yeah. kind of what I get well but not only that but he has that Steiner not chest. 2019 Ric Flair bod but <laughs> well he has that like sternum gap thing on his chest real wide pectorals right gap between yeah which I think a lot of uh, weightlifters Kofi, tend to get that. Kofi Kingston has it. Big E or just Big E? Had, no, his, nope. his are close together. He's got some cleavage on him. We're right. all talking about man boobs now. That's they're called boobs. They're called boobs. <laughs> I love the jackets. Respect the moob. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love the jackets. That sounded like fucking Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> there you go. The jackets in both these entrances are fucking fantastic. So he's just Gene Simmons, right? Chris oh, Jericho. Chris Jericho with the spiky jacket. In. Oh fuck yeah! Right. He's fully he's straight up Gene Simmons or Judas Priest almost. Yeah, which would make more sense, right? Kenny yeah. with the the badass like open like straps enclosing it, the one wing. Wow, wow, West. Fuck, oh, fucking. He looks good. like he just came out of fucking fa- Final Fantasy. Yeah, game. actually, Street yeah. Fighter or something. That like I totally got that too. Tekken. I'm sure that's exactly what he was going for. Right. Yeah. He is the Omega Man. Interesting. I like Kenny's outfit in this. I like you, the purple I, and black. I right. love the it's fact really that there's cool. another fucking Cracker Barrel barrel in the fucking ring. Why? To start this, yes. And do they? And act, like, for them to get it out of the ring was such a difficult Fucking beat. Jericho gets pissed. Get this fucking thing out of Is here. Is that, like, do you think they legitimately just forgot it and, like, so it just ended up playing out I as bet comedy you, gold? I bet, they, I bet you it was Cracker Barrel going, like, hey, we'll pay you an extra, like, 50 grand if, uh, <laughs> if, you if, just, if Chris Jericho will handle our barrel. You know, that's, that's great. <laughs> Fucking, that's good shit, man. Right, <laughs> that's good shit. Yes. Uh, that's good shit, you know. Like every podcast is just shit on WWE time now. Right. Like, oh, that, I love that's it. That's what's happened right? since AEW did this pay per view. Um, it, it is embarrassing to watch the ref. Like people but, come over, they the try to get the guy. ropes out. Like, and then Jericho comes over, he's pissed, and he just pushes the ref away, and <laughs> then fucking grabs it and <laughs> throws it. Like, oh, get it the fuck out of here. 
It's a heavy fucking and barrel. And then the one guy to catch it. He's he like, ah! <laughs> he, he takes a crossbody splash from the fucking barrel. <laughs> <laughs> and the cursed hero guy just walks over to the corner and looks pissed off. This is great. Oh, totally great. I don't know. Crackle if, barrel with the move of the night. I don't know if that was crossbody. <laughs> crossbody to well, the bottom. Well, you, what you didn't see is that he pinned that poor fucking camera made outside. He just. Uh, <laughs> so Jericho's been Fucking teasing crossbody crackle barrel <laughs> There's gotta be fan footage CBCB There's gotta be some fan footage camera From that side of the ring Filming it And you just see the guy Trying to catch it And just they both go down Below the barrier The barricade Just like oh shit Oh man So Anyway back to this match I fucking love... I mean, okay, so obviously this match had to end the night because of what happens at the end, well, because of the run-in. Well, that you couldn't yeah, do that three well, matches, you know. The no. match has stakes, too. Yep. Like, this match yeah. has stakes, which relate back to the b- Battle Royal, which started us off, right? With that so, beautiful, yeah, glorious so they, fucking belt. They, yeah, yeah I, I do like that. dig that belt. I, uh, I wasn't very hot on it originally, but I fucking, fucking come to love five it. Fucking five plates, hell yeah. 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 The way it, like, interlinks, it's... Yes. Oh, I love it. It's like dragon I scales. I love it better... Like, I like it better than any belt that we've seen in, like, 10 or 15 years right yeah but to me I still I don't oh, like I guess we missed I, I we, don't like that there's no fucking side plates on the yeah we did miss that yeah and you want to talk we, about Bret Hart introducing we, that yeah, belt we can let's finish this match yes. and then we'll sum up AEW we'll get okay. that in there but as um as far as the belt we can talk about part of that now how it looks I guess um since it's brought up it's five plates no side plates because it's all just like the center and right. like, eh, I don't know. I don't hate it. It's like I said. It's the best belt in a wrestling company it's, that I've seen in a long it's time. It's hard to tell when a belt isn't on somebody when right. they just hold it up. Like yeah. you need to see it around the waist I need of a to champion. See it around the it waist. It reminds me of the oval intercontinental championship, just a lot bigger and more floral on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and how it interlinks makes it able to wrap around to a certain point, so that the outer outer plates are the side plates. Yeah. Yeah. So it will be a giant oval belt. Right. So this match, the Kenny Omega uh, or the Alpha Omega um, match is is the stakes are that uh, the, whoever wins this match is gonna face off against the winner of the twenty one man battle royale. <laughs> so for, Adam Page. Yeah. So Adam Page, who did win, um, and they're gonna face off at uh, all out. For the title, right? So we're gonna crown a champion before we go into the uh, the weekly shows. Yeah, um, this was a good match too. Yeah, and like, a, a man of three people. Like, I mean, obviously at this point we knew Adam Page versus either Omega or Jericho, mm-hmm. but like either way, I'm fucking excited. I honestly yeah. think Adam Page is an inspired choice to be the first. If they don't go the, the heel route and give it to Jericho, but it mean Adam Page is probably more deserving than almost anybody in the. He roster. would be the perfect baby face. Right, and it's like it's a good way to not give Kenny the belt right away. Right. I think that Jericho needs to have the first belt because I feel like you have to have a heel started out to have the or the seasoned veteran, almost like a Hogan and you get both, coming over yeah. to start. It you get up. both in Jericho. You right. get yeah. the veteran, but you also get the like he's the only guy who actually gets booed. Right, and the crowd love him, but Jericho is able to get booed consistently, mm-hmm. even be like even though he's a tweener, really he's not really a heel. Jericho does for being like old and out of shape. For I mean, as far as like 
at this point in his career, relatively. Yeah, he's um, better shape than I am at 30, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, he does some, he pulls out some of his moves, though, in right. this one. Yeah. Uh, he does two or three moonsaults right. uh, off the rope, and he does. He does a wicked codebreaker. Or is breaker. that the lion salt? The lion salt, yeah. yeah. Um, and does he a wicked codebreaker. Does a codebreaker. Um, he pulls out the walls of Jericho in this, too, and does the Benoit knee on the back. Yeah. Right. And, which was interesting. Even even his uh, walls of Jericho seemed like he was doing the old WCW. Oh walls yeah, of, you know, right. the, the lion push, tamer pushing yeah. him on the face. Yeah. How'd you like the moment when Jericho uh, did the rock thing? He took the camera from the cameraman, waving it around, tra- talking trash, and then Kenny yeah. just spits water into the and right. then, you know yeah. fucking knocks him down. Lots of nostalgia in right. This, oh like, God. Not only that, but the fucking water was on the camera for a long time. Yeah, too. they they stuck with that camera, and I love that about it. Like they're not gonna catch every little thing. So like know? that they have like shitty wooden kitchen chairs sitting out there next <laughs> right. to the right. Like, like someone w- they went out in the lobby of the fucking. I'm uh, pretty sure they bought cra- you know the Cracker Barrel sells furniture outside on the fucking porch. Oh I'm pretty sure God. they just included some oh, chairs. Dude, what if it is? It right. probably right. is <laughs> fucking Cracker Barrel <laughs> furniture. <laughs> fucking the rocking whole- chairs out ringside. <laughs> Look, we'll give you fifty for the barrel, but we'll give you sixty five if you put some chairs up right. there too. We gotta move some merchandise too, man. Come on. Oh man. Yeah, this was this was good though. And like it was good that Jericho got the win in this one. So it's gonna be Jericho versus Adam Page. Yeah. And um, this sets up, you know, because obviously the first with the first Alpha V Omega. Right. Uh you had uh Kenny winning. Mm-hmm. The, the first dream match Kenny did pulled out the win. So now with this is the rubber match. Jericho picks up the win. Obviously, we're setting up to what would be the potential third match, just like with Kenny and Okada. Yep. But my thing is, like, I don't want to see that for about a year, right. at least. Let, I mean, we haven't seen... It's Probably been over... Won't. God, it's almost been two years since they first squared off, mm-hmm. I think. I guarantee well, over you they'll have a pay-per-view around Christmas time, and that's probably when the third match I would almost happen. think, or, like, cause they've almost... They, it seems like they're indicating that All Out's going to be, like, a... Uh, that's always going to be the theme when they go to Chicago. Right. That'll be that pay-per-view. It'll be their inaugural WrestleMania. That'll be their uh, end of the summer. Yeah. But, like, I think there are rumors that we might get a double or nothing, too. Or, like, a a, a yearly double or nothing. Or, you know, wouldn't always be, quad- always be in Vegas. Wouldn't it be quadruple Which is kind of interesting about <laughs> branding the, the pay-per-view to the town. Right. They did that in WCW for a while where they would mm-hmm. do uh, whatever Starcade in in the same town every year. Well, I'm like uh, because the fans would be more rabid because they saw the last one it became a, like a, a traditional local right, thing. Right. We got this pay per view, Road Wild and stuff, the Sturgis yeah. stuff. That'd be, I mean, I mean, honestly, if there was a pay per view that was always set in St. Louis, I'd be really down for that. Right. You know? Yeah. Um. The uh, so then after the match, Chris Jericho. <laughs> And the best moment of the whole night happens. Chris Jericho picks up, uh, like demands a microphone. Well, he so he wins the with the Judas effect. Can we talk about the Judas effect. Yeah, real let's quick? talk about the Judas effect. Because <laughs> of all the great Jericho finishers, it ain't one. No, it is not. <laughs> it's like it's just a like spinning arm or elbow. spinning elbow, like a fucking windmill to, to the face. And yeah. I'm not saying it wouldn't hurt. I would not want to take a fucking Jericho elbow to the face, especially when he works up some speed. But it, visually, it's not as impressive. No. It's like, as if he's trying to hang out with the cool young kids and come up with a quick uh, hit move. I See, I take it as, like, he does have Ric Flair body now, and Ric Flair, like, famously started taking his his back 
hits on the side, right? Like he and stopped you can landing even on see his that back. With Jericho, Jericho's yeah. had a head bad back. When he does a code breaker, the reason he doesn't do him is because he can't land straight anymore. Right. He lands a little. I think to the he's side. just trying to transition. I don't think. We'll, I would bet we will still see lion salts and uh, uh, lion tamers and code breakers from time to time, but right. probably in special matches. Can we also um, talk about Jericho's schedule now? Because like he was in Japan, he's in AEW. He did the Rock and Roll uh, Cruise, but like the reason that I think he's able to go out and do three lion salts in this match is because he hasn't been. He's had time off. Yeah, right. he's not doing that Lots grueling WWE yeah. schedule that yeah. they do. But like, I'm I'm totally fine with Jericho not wrestling like every damn night on on TV. No. Like, I Although think he's, he he's did, the kind of guy give him a mic, let him stir right. the crowd up. Although he did say like that he'll be on the weekly show when it launches yeah. on TNT. So um, when is that? Uh, in the fall, they haven't announced the yeah. date yet. But, but right after summer, fall. sometime like I would say September probably. So after after Jericho wins, we. Uh, uh, he demands a microphone, right? And he, and he demands thank yous for right. bringing Dem- this company to life yes. single-handedly. Single-handedly. He is the I man. Love- this, co- this company isn't for the people. No. It's not for you. It's for me. It's for me. Um, I built a company so I can get that belt because that's what wrestlers do. They don't, right. they don't earn things anymore. Yeah. They that, just buy them. That was great. And so... But the crowd cheered the shit out of him, or booed the shit out of him. Yeah. That's so, like... In WWE, the crowd would not play along. But no. AEW, the crowd is so behind it, they're, they're going to play. Like, he is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. We know that. Right. We yeah. love him, but we'll boo the shit out of him. So they go through that moment, and then who pops up through the crowd? The guy who... Okay, like, so watching it, I, Tyler popped up first. He was the first one to spot it, because the crowd in the back... Starts turning they start, their head. They start, right. to, they start to yeah. uh, stand up, the turning their head. There's some commotion on the hard cam. And Tyler just starts screaming, it's Moxley, it's Moxley. It yeah. was a JR call in my living room. Right. <laughs> I wish I had it recorded. <laughs> yeah, and John Moxley, a.k.a. former Dean Ambrose, shows up at the very end of the night, goes in, uh, jumps into the ring, DDT's Jericho first. Jericho first. Jericho's, they're they're squaring off, and Moxley's doing the like crazy, like just you know, yeah. pacing. And you can see Which Jericho's mouth, and he's just mouthing, you're not supposed to be here. Dude, Where, what are you doing here? The crowd sounded like fucking Stone Cold just walked out. Right. Like, that was insane. You might as well head. Like, yeah. unbelievable how how much of a pop. Like, that place. Him just... coming through the crowd was such a nice touch. Right. They could have had music play. They could have had him come out through the entrance, and they didn't. Like, not only it's playing to his Shield history. Right. Of, like, that's how he came out in the WWE. And it, but it also like reminiscent of fucking Razor, isn't it? Well, well it's yeah, reminiscent of Razor like, uh, and Raven and Sting and right. yeah, everyone yeah. in the fucking nineties that the, came through the crowd. The invader. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of Moxley, ne- like, in, and we'll talk about his New Japan match here in a minute because he just won the uh, United States belt off Juice. I kind of like the idea of him not having music in AEW, him only coming out to the crowd. Right. Yeah. Like I, to the point, like he's under contract, but like no one in the back, like they don't put him in gorilla position. He just. He shows up when it's time to kick ass. Right. So then he gives the crowd a little after the after the DDT to Jericho. He, he gives one to the ref too. <laughs> he gives one to the ref too, and then there's like the pause, the good and evil where Kenny Omega standing yeah, and across he's, and from he's, him, and he's letting the crowd he's, go nuts. He's right? bringing like, Omega to his feet, and he's do, doing this look like, hmm, "I would you? I've not I didn't consider you yet." Yeah. 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 And then gives him the DDT, and then they well, tries to he try and then right, Kenny pushes him right. to the ropes. So they fight all the way up, and then uh, the the big final was it final like a set suplex? A suplex it was a, the... a double arm DDT onto the 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 big poker chips, right? And then it was a uh, he just kind of threw him. He kind of fu'd off, right? Yeah, f the f five. Yeah. No, fu, no, F-U, F-U. Yeah. F-U. 
AA. Dirt's off, yeah. <laughs> the attitude, there we go, the much lamer. He threw him off his shoulders. Right. Yeah, but then how, what pay-per-view has had a good as good of an ending as Moxley up on those poker chips looking crazy-eyed? Not with, since. Into the camera, like, look, staring into the camera and the crowd fucking since ravenous. the right. mid to early 2000s, right. like 2004, six, maybe seven, but like that. When a new superstar I mean, even, wrestler, god damn it, I'm so conditioned. I know. <laughs> this this is sports entertainment I, podcast. I do yeah. like right. that Jericho's new shirt says change the universe. Yes. Like that's a clever. Instead of change the world. Yeah. yeah that's a clever Just outdoing them one at a time, man. Yep. <laughs> AEW overall. So we can talk about where Moxley goes after yeah. he leaves. Because well, Moxley we don't... does an interview with Jericho. The, well, I think I, the night I after. wasn't even talking about oh. that. I was talking about the promo afterwards. Uh, yeah, in the locker oh, room yeah, when he let's... walks back there. Yeah, the promo afterwards of, of him walking back there and busting through the locker room and looking at the camera. And just, just having like, a fucking adrenaline. I'm, this I'm, is what you call a paradigm shift. Yep. Yeah, which is basically the point. Um, just Boom. fucking fantastic. Like, the whole the whole thing just awesome fucking poetry and like i know i know that like and they sold it to to me like that i was the number one like i was the target demographic right. i'm the guy who grew up in the 90s in the er- attitude era right. who's tired of the wwe bullshit the and they basically were true like true wrestling Here, fan let me take all of this shit from wcw and wwf's past and sprinkle it throughout this fucking and show literally, it worked i'm fucking marked to, out uh, to end it with team the, aew cuz they ended it with an explanation point of john moxley a man who is just as fed up with wwe as you are right. like for different reasons right right like it, you as a fan Our him as a I mean, he is becoming that. How weird is it that he changed? He's one of the hottest commodities in the world, and all he did was quit a company. You know how perfect AEW was able to do? I hated Dean Ambrose. Right. I hated Dean Ambrose. I did not want him to be on the you TV screen. You didn't like screen. the lunatic fringe? I no. didn't like anything. I thought it was corny. Hot shit! It, yeah. <laughs> it was cheesy. It was dumb. And, like, I told you that for, like, years. I right. told you. Yeah. I, like, I don't care. You weren't, you weren't big on the shield. No, I I never liked. You I don't, don't like the New Day? You don't like three-man tag teams. I don't I'm, I'm like 2019 wrestling. Like, I don't. Like well, it, now you do. 20, 20 teens right. wrestling. It, it's fucking cartoony. WWE is a fucking cartoon. And they like they they're made. That show is made to sell Toys R Us toys, right. which doesn't even exist anymore. So stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn. Yeah. So we gotta talk about this. Uh, we've been referencing it all night. Uh, Vince McMahon claiming everything is hot shit. Why that got stuck in our our head recently? Right. It it, it just it apparently I'd never heard this. Is this something Vince says it all the time? Apparently it is because it's in. We'll multiple have to ask TJ interviews. if he's heard it before, but. Right. John Moxley talks about it. He, you know, he would say, "Oh, this idea is dumb," and Vince is like, "No, I. This is hot shit. This is gonna get you over. It's gonna get the kids riled up." Yeah, it's and totally then, you. Dustin said the same thing. Dustin said, "You know, he'd go, he'd go to him. I don't think this is gonna work." Oh no, it's it's hot shit. You know, it's perfect. Oh no, it's after his first uh, in ring debut. Vince was like, "Oh, that was hot shit." There's no way that Jr. said it recently too. Jr. talked about the Mankind interview where Mankind <laughs> ends with the mandible claw on Jr. You know, and like uh-huh. squealing. He said immediately after that, Vince comes up and is like, "Oh, that was well, that was hot shit, guys." My my bet is the majority of people listening to this already have know this, right? <laughs> like that's that's my bet, right? 
Um, I fucking love it though because it was in the span of like three weeks. Everyone's telling stories and they were all quoting the same line from Vince. I'm like, is he? It's does the, he have anything else he says? Well, they already <laughs> fucking memed it. It's like the greatest meme ever. Right. So like, it's hot shit. It sucks for Vince though. Like, part of me, I think his billions will keep him company. That's fucking <laughs> no. Here, I'm not. I'm not talking about. I I don't care about his money. This dude like revolutionized wrestling like the reason that we are this excited about AEW and this like anti-WWE in the moment is because Vince McMahon was a genius at one point right. and it sucks that like and he probably still is to an to, extent yeah but I mean, he, just made, he just made a two billion dollar deal but it he, takes a genius to do that but he's say. out of touch oh he's, most definitely he's very out of touch and like he's in touch with business and making money out of touch of wrestling. Yeah, but Do you like, think it's almost the thing like he's in touch with what, what his I, kids seem to like the product, but it's yeah, mostly the older crowd that really soured I, on here's it. Here's the thing though. Like, if ratings continue to suffer like how far can ratings drop for WWE before they're not able to get two hundred billion dollar deals or whatever the fuck two, or two or is it two billion? billion? Or for the board of trustees just to have no confidence in him. Yeah. Yeah. Because Raw at this point is managing like company. two million people a, a night, you know, like is that worth two billion dollars? Like, I don't know. I'm not a ratings guru. We'll have to have that conversation at some point. Um, but I, I just don't see it being an but investment on their trajectory then, then right you now. You gotta think they're making a shit ton of money now because of all the fucking streaming services. Yeah, and you how much? I mean? How many nine ninety nines are there out there that are fucking you know, padding the the vault? Right, worldwide. Well, and they're still going to keep making that money, too. Because, I mean, like, I don't, like, I'm well, still going to keep paying WWE for right. the fucking network. Because you, know? you want to watch those old pay-per-views, right? right. Yes. Even though they'll dub the fucking yes. music. You have your own? Yes, I have my own. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's right, because we were, uh, or I was, we bumming were, off of you. We were And buddies. then it wasn't working. Yeah. And TJ's like, here's mine. <laughs> it's hot shit. That was a little Sharing wild. passwords, guys. It's very hot shit. Dude, it's all the kids are doing. WWE's going to come after me. So oh, wanna... wait. They can't because it doesn't work on my Apple yeah. third generation. They, well, they haven't trademarked Tyler Ebert, so you got him over a barrel. <laughs> Don't <laughs> say my last name. A cracker barrel. I'll, I'll bleep it. It's in the info. <laughs> They're going... It is. I don't shit. know if it's on your Twitter or your Facebook, but I'm pretty sure it is. You're going to copyright it. You're linked to us, buddy. I think on the show like once a fucking year, and I know more about the show <laughs> I really, some people. I really do want to see Tyler in WWE because I know his name would be Ebert Tylerson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Uh, do we well, want to talk about Moxley versus Juice real quick? Because that might be one of the first like Japanese matches Brandon's watched. Uh, You've seen a few, I think. I've seen, yeah, I saw the original Alpha Omega match. That was the first one that I saw. Um, but, yeah, I did... I did really like that match. And I love Moxley's new fucking finisher. Like well, his new ringer too. Yep. The, yeah. Down of the pants. Like he's in very uh, much, trunks and very fucking much, boots. Uh, kind of stone coldish, right? Yeah. yeah. Like it he comes really out is. with like a sleeveless leather ja- or maybe a head sleeves, the leather jacket. It's actually yeah, the same one he it has Mox M O X spray painted in orange on the back of it. Yeah, like, and he's got new, I'm, I'm almost positive he spray painted new it himself. Age stone cold. Yeah, two thousand four Goldberg trunks, like you know, basically, um, barbed wire around. One. Know, like, if that's an indication of the matches he's going to have in AEW, though, like, goddamn, I'm excited. It's a good right. match. And so, what's the deal with like? And I know here's where everybody in the audience fucking hates me because that likes Japanese wrestling. But like, so 
was that just a no DQ, no DQ match or like how come all of the weapons is that a discretionary thing in Japan like how's that yeah it go? seems to be more discretionary like certain matches go real hard I don't think they set up I could be wrong I don't think they set up it was a no DQ match okay but it does it just seems like the kind of thing where the ref just lets it go so, I mean it's actually not I, I've never actually questioned it mm-hmm. when they Dude, bring out tables I'm just like ooh they're tables are they, <laughs> right? are, like, are, they do, are there ever disqualifications though over yeah there that? are yeah okay people so. using foreign weapons and stuff I'm almost positive that that had to have been a no DQ match or a street fight or something what but, the fuck match did we watch where the guy was breaking fucking bottles oh the our first uh, breaking the scale with right? the dynamite kid and uh Tiger Mask 4, the sake bottle. We just tried to stick him like a stuck pig. Yeah, they, was... Then they took the bottom away from him, and he also somehow he he grabbed another. another one. <laughs> right? Fucking breaks another one. Fucking oh, I love ridiculous. that. So, so uh, John Moxley, I wonder if he's going to bring the United States belt that he won from Juice with that wicked, his new finisher. I love it. It's basically, what is it called again? The uh, Death, Death Driver? R- Death Rider? Death Driver, I think. Is it? Or Death Rider. I'm not sure. I, I wasn't Death sure. Rider. I wasn't sure if that was the name of... The finisher, or just what he's calling himself, because they do that in Japan, like the Switchblade J White, or you know. I think that's the finisher. That's what it. Death Rider like. John Moxley. That's what I thought, because I thought they called him Death. You know, like at one point they called him the Death Rider. Either way, his new finisher is fucking fantastic, and it's essentially just a double arm DDT. He just fucking suplex he, he, style. He bloody Sunday yeah, shoot. Like it looks more like a standing pedigree. It's really honestly like it uh, Finn Balor's double old. underhook suplex. Finn Balor's move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Boom boom. Both arms <laughs> straight up. Yes, the audience he's, knows. Yep. Boom, boom, he straight is, up. <laughs> just for the audience, if you can't see, he is miming this perfectly. Underhook, hands towards the back. He is straight up, feet to the sky, and when you drop him, dry on his. I want to give you yeah, a teddy so, bear to do it to. So everybody <laughs> in the everybody in the audience is like, got it. Now. Go go to our uh, we'll, 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 uh, we'll YouTube that. tutorial, and Tyler will do it. One <laughs> yeah. of us will do it to Tyler. That'll be our uh, a Patreon pledge. Just, <laughs> if just... anyone's doing it to anyone, Brandon, we're doing it to you because you're just the smallest guy. No fucking way. That's <laughs> not the, happening. I have the most the... glorious beard here. The beard. The beard. It's going to cushion your fall. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> no. I respect the beard. So, on a scale of whatever you want to whatever you want, rate this. Infinity pay-per-view. and beyond. Rate this pay per view and is, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. about AEW going forward or what are your like whatever. This is Rap, making this me up. this is uh I'm all aboard the high train on this one. This has gotten me like my wrestling pro wrestling fire back. I mean, I'm tired of seeing the same bologna and cheese sandwich that fucking WWE keeps putting out and now I have Breath of fresh fucking air here. A prime steak that is AEW. You know, right? Give me that medium rare with garlic butter. That is Chris fucking Jericho. And John fucking Moxley with a fucking creamy mashed potatoes. Oh, I can't wait. So Rizzo's like, always trying to give me carrot cake over here. God I'm damn. I'm trying to get some fucking red velvet. Double fudge. <laughs> Whatever. How brilliant. I like me some pig's feet. That's good shit. <laughs> you, what is good shit? The, the Moxley run, and I just have to point out, they set up. Two uh, fucking three rivalry, two rivalries with that one run in, right? Right. Because he's obviously gonna have a run in with Jericho because mm-hmm. they had a stare down, <laughs> and the most obvious one is Kenny. And the most, yeah, and Hangman Page is gonna fit in there somewhere. Yeah, because he's gonna be world champ, or he's gonna be in the mix at least. He's right. gonna be in the mix some. Yeah. I mean, the top four guys you can have for a company. Goddamn, there's like that's pretty much a dream. If I can like wrap up my thoughts on on AEW, like or at least rate this in my own head from like one to ten. I think probably like I probably mark out at a nine. I'm not gonna give it a ten because like was I'm, it the I'm, Asian matches? Yeah, maybe I give it an eight 
because the, whoa. Here's the thing, though. You gotta think. Downgraded. Like, how how ma- dare you? No, I'm being rational here. Nine. You can't ever give a fucking ten. So nine's the real number, you right? You can't melter this shit. <laughs> right. You know what? I give it a fifteen, right now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. I'm right. like, I'm. We're hashing this out on oh the show. Oh my gosh. I'm having my brain thoughts outward. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest sentence of all time. Brain thoughts outward. I don't think that was intentional either. Uh Fucking hell. You're a fucking genius. Oh, I want to record every episode this late. This is fucking hysterical. You're you're a, you're a wordsmith over there. <laughs> I mean, broke Brandon. Luchasaurus the Thesaurus. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this all has to be edited. This has to be touched. This is going to be the Fuck no. oh Raw god. and unedited. Keep it going. Oh my god. Like fucking Wade Keller. Fuck like that Wade, guy. Like Wade Keller over here. We're not editing shit. <laughs> so, I mean, like, where does this rate as, like, as far as pay-per-views go? How, like, is, are, Can you think of any off the top of your head that are better than this? WWE, WCW, ECW? You know what? To go back to the initial... Pay per view that I very first saw, uh, to get me into pro wrestling, like my initial Big Bang theory of pro wrestling was King of the Ring '98. I have <coughs> is that one after, Hunter one? No, that's when Man Came was thrown off the top of the cage by Undertaker. Oh, oh, damn! That was your first one. That was his first one. Now this takes me back to that. Not only impactful wise, like this has put a huge impact on me as. Wow, now I'm looking forward to something amazing. Yeah. You want to see what they do at Fighter Fest right. or fucking after Fight for the Fallen after this? After seeing that 98 King of the Ring, I was like, this isn't the fucking pro wrestling I used to watch on my grandfather's lap when I was like four or five years yeah, old. Yeah, the. This is something fresh and new. And now it's gotten to a fucking stagnant pile of dog shit. And that's what AEW just feels fresh and new. Exactly. Like, it feels so different. If, athletic. Yeah. And that, I love the fact that they're pushing the sports aspect. Right. Like, this isn't sports entertainment. This is just fucking, fucking pro wrestling. Yeah, and they're calling it wrestling. They're calling them wrestlers. They're not doing this bullshit. They're superstars, but In we don't get universal bullhole. Yeah, that's the dumbest shit ever. Fuck you, Vince. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but that's the, the you have a wrestling company called World Wrestling Entertainment, and and you have no wrestlers. It just like it just doesn't make any sense. Like the rules, the we can't say wrestlers. The, the there's a whole list of terms that they can't say. Yeah. Like they can't say fucking locker room or backstage or whatever. Like it's they just, can't thank Vince for fucking the career that they had for their fucking Hall of Fame speech. Which is yeah, weird. they get fired for that. Apparently, that's like weird fetish shit. Like right, like that's yeah. a weird creepy dude. Oh, we didn't talk like, about Bret Hart yet. Oh that's no, we didn't. Yeah, so like, Bret Hart. Oh, and the greatest moment of the yeah, whole night. Yeah, I know like, that's what you want to oh talk to. God, that's my favorite moment of the whole fucking pay per view. I don't know how we skipped over it. MJF, man. What a villain. Like, they, probably besides Jericho. Like a young, yeah, young Jericho. Yeah. He can, on the get, mic. he can get heat on the mic Does in he? a legit way. <laughs> oh, my God. He just, yeah. So, what did, what did he do? Do you want to recount what he said to Brett that, like, he, I cracked out when I first, I could not believe they made the joke. Okay, so Brett comes out to introduce the, the AEW title, which we have previously des- described, right? Um, and in the middle of him 
to I guess he invited Adam Page out because they were like, oh look, Adam Page was the winner. Yeah, of the and, Ro- and Brett was like, you're gonna get to face the winner of yeah. Yeah. So all that that happened, and then in the middle, I, what's his name? MJF. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Friedman, yeah. Uh, which is also the greatest fucking. It's such a alias. Triple H name, oh right? Like God. you just want to punch it. That's <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. You just want to like, punch it. Um, so he walks out in his fucking like suit and scarf. He looks like the biggest douchebag in the he world. He looks like the situation from Jersey Shore. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Like one yeah. of those douchebags. He, like just total New Jersey Guido type. Like awesome. Um, and his whole shitty like. First of all, he starts shitting on. Bret Hart or whatever, and he's like, "Wait, Bret, there's a fan running up behind you." Oh no, never mind. He just like starts over laughing. That's great. Bret's um, face, like I'm, I'm sure they cleared that with him. They had to have, yeah. Right. But like, he looks legitimately pissed. The greatest part of that whole thing, though, is because he's talking shit on uh, Hangman Page and like, uh, like why he, yeah, because they, were the, they were the last two in the Rumble, right? Um, and. His, like, my favorite line of the entire fucking show was, I'm not a horse doctor, but or I'm not a horse professor, but... And then I don't even care what he said after that, because horse professor is the greatest fucking term. <laughs> a wrestler. He made so many horse I want jokes. the horse professor to team up with the Luchasaurus. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just... Man, I fucking loved... I loved that promo. He yeah. so Brett, good on the mic. I think that... I mean, because Brett... It, it's, it's a little hard to watch Brett, because he's in not the greatest shape right now. Yeah, no. Help like, and that, no. Jesus Christ, that belt looked really heavy for him to be holding it. I yeah. wonder how much that weighs. I, it looks legit like an old fucking Vince had to be style. pissed that Brett was there, right? right. Like, Brett, Brett was at the fucking... Think, I mean, so was Billy Gunn, who was you, in the Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Vince sat and watched through this, or Triple H? I don't think Vince has watched a wrestling show in a long time. Except the ones he's sitting in front of the TV and, Yeah, I mean, he's backstage, but apparently even, according to Moxley, he's, like, he's mostly just in his fucking... Uh, his office now. He's not really like in the gorilla position as much as he used to be. I don't know. I like. I mean, I know he doesn't watch NXT, so I doubt. I, I know think he might see clips. It, it but... doesn't really though matter. That's Moxley. Like, That's Moxley. Do, do you think AEW gets a cease and desist letter like with Razor Ramon? He's clearly playing the old Dean Ambrose. He can't change his name. No, right. I don't. No, we have a copyright on people coming out. From no, the crowd. because the way that WWE reacted to AEW was really surprising. Like. We all wanted a another Monday Night War, right? Which right. we I think we were kind of just stupid for thinking that was going to happen the same way that it happened before. Not the same people are in charge, and di- the stakes are very different. Um, like WWE won that war and then made all their money, and now like they don't. Now they've got shit at stake. But I I also did think it was interesting that like whenever anybody from WWE management was, like, asked about it or whatever, they just kind of were like, yeah, we're not really watching, which you know they are. Right. And whether Vince has watched it or not, Vince knows every single thing that happened in this fucking show. Right. Absolutely. And so does Hunter, and so does Stephanie, and so does Shane, and, like, they all know. Um, because there's legitimate <laughs> excitement over here that I think right. until this moment they weren't really taken seriously because they've ne- for 20 years they haven't had to take anybody seriously. Yeah. TNA was never going to fucking compete. Ring of them. Honor, they just you know, raided their fucking I roster honestly, from time to time. Right. I honestly don't think the AEW will compete with them, especially initially. It will be what Cody and the Bucks and Tony Khan 
says in the in the alternative thing. But it could start to compete if WWE continues to suck and people start to jump and go f this. I wouldn't doubt by if they have a good start on their weekly show within six months they will have better ratings than WWE consistently. I mean, you're on a, yeah. a network that has almost as it's easy as easy to find as the networks. Is USA? I think TNT is bigger than USA. I mean, it's probably on. I know more people who have TNA than I, or TNT than I do USA. USA, yeah, right. But I mean, it, it's going to be really easy to find if they can, especially with all the buzz. If they can continue this buzz for the next three pay per views for the next three months until we get to that first episode, because that first episode is going to be the real test, right? You know, pay per views are a little easier because you're not really telling a long form story. You're right. not telling a weekly serialized story, at least. And that's a lot harder to do. I mean, ask Eric Bischoff. He fucking almost blew his brains out trying to do it for five years. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I really enjoyed this pay per view. This is the this is my favorite pay per view that I've seen in a and, long time. Uh, yes. Um, Getting I'm, back to that question, can you think of one off the top of your head? Like, is is WrestleMania 17 better, do you think? Uh, Austin's turn. Like, I'm trying to think. Because those pay-per-views might have had great moments and even shocking endings, but I don't think thoroughly throughout there was as many. There's always stinker matches on any yeah, WWE pay-per-view. Yeah, I think, though, that those, that that era, those, that, like, run of, I don't know, chunk of years around WrestleMania 17. Leading and, up to it. And, yeah, and even, like, WrestleMania 21. And two and like whatever or whichever one was the the good one in there like <laughs> you know surrounded by the shit you know which one we right. mean. dude you know which one we mean like there are there I think it is is that the uh, Sean Taker WrestleMania I think so twenty one I think it is twenty one if I'm not mistaken T J will correct us if not so it's fine yeah right. that's fine <laughs> I will not be outshined T J not to know this this is not a threat it's a promise I'm coming for you <laughs> I thought you were gonna do a Booker T I'm coming for you promo. <laughs> Tell me I did not just hear that. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I hope only good things for AEW. I, I like this. This was great. The whole thing, the whole like all the promos online that surrounded it, and all the fucking the ending. Yeah, just everything. Everything. The cliffhanger it left off on. Like now, oh how God. badly do we all want to see fucking right. Fighter Fest? Everything feels good, and you know, like w, that's a good point that. The way that they ended, like the way the camera faded to black while Moxley was still in the middle of doing his shit. Oh, a classic cliffhanger! Like the villains yeah. on top. What are we what? gonna? What's you gonna know, happen? You know what they're not doing? WWE walking up a fucking ramp. That's what every WWE yeah. pay per view ends with. Well, Somebody especially with a belt walking up a goddamn ramp, waving. The one. It's always Roman Reigns. Yeah, because it's or fucking Brock Lesnar taking a, a climbing a ladder when he should never be around a ladder. Because it's good versus evil, and good always wins. Fuck that. <laughs> like this did feel like the uh, Empire Strikes Back of their their pay per views. Like it ended with like Luke got his hand cut. It was just fucking horrible. Moxley right. showed up and fucked everybody. <laughs> More like a Quentin Tarantino movie than anything. Moxley comes in shooting fucking everything. Just, out. <laughs> just blowing fucking right. his head off. Oh, you're popular. Boom. You're popular. Boom. I'm uh, gonna drop they, you off the fucking. Little do we know that's what he said to Jericho in the ring. He's yeah. like, "You really think God came down from heaven and bam, DDT?" Bo- Body slam is just slowly turning into fan fiction. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's all it is. 
Well, on Xbox, this is what I did, Cody. So I'm writing you a letter. That needs to be a whole Because se- it's fucking 1999 and I write letters. I want to make a whole bonus series that we're going to release. Brandon just narrating what he's done in the game as general manager. He, he tells me and it's like fucking epic storylines that he's doing. Video epic game, Through video games lines. that no one will see. But no one. This brain has them all. Decades. I've been around. Like, I mean, that's why I'm. I have wrestling stories for forty years. I have not I'm, thirty. I'm honestly surprised. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised AEW hit you so much because it's going up against your fantasy, which is <laughs> yeah, but it can be incorporated. Anything can be incorporated, right? Batman was there for a time. <laughs> so, my question is: with AEW, you know they're going to have a women's championship. You know they're going to have a tag team championship. What will there be card? championship I think they should wait like and just focus on the heavyweight and the tag and the women's first but they're, they're <laughs> gonna need that intercontinental US belt right eventually yeah I don't know think, or like well I guess junior or junior heavyweight if they go with the Japanese route yeah if they're but I don't know that they're gonna I hate the word junior heavyweight and I, it doesn't seem like from the matches especially the women's match that they're really doing a weight class like division yeah. it's more just get in there with whoever right like in Japan they're very strict about junior heavyweights and heavyweights and you can transfer but you gotta really bulk up right versus AEW just seems like well fuck if Kong wants to get in there with the smallest woman on the roster I'm sure they'll put on a great match yeah I mean that's more they lean more to like that's WWE styling but that's fine AEW honestly all the only model they have to follow is what works what are the fans responding to right yeah it should be the easiest job in the world you have a live test audience telling you what works and what doesn't yeah like the fact that you can't improve your product is kind of telling that you don't want to right yeah because yeah, the fans will adapt with you if you adapt with the fans like yeah you, it's AE, a, AEW it's told a, the fans what to expect and the fans deliver like here's what you need from us to right. put on a, a great show it's right. like give and take relationship that's, and that's true of like any business like <laughs> with WWE it's been a take relationship for a while been, now and it's been a take for granted relationship oh, like yeah. they do not give a shit they because it's not like they don't know it's not like Vince and Triple H doesn't I remember several months ago reading an article about people talking about like Reigns uh, being like this was back when Reigns was before leukemia when Reigns was like really hated like going up against Brock at every fucking pay-per-view in Probably 16 for or the 17 10th time. Yeah. And uh somebody oh, yeah, we asked covered a lot of those matches. Somebody mm-hmm. asked Triple H about it like you guys keep trying to get this fucking guy over the audience doesn't care. They're booing him and Triple H's bullshit salesman ass response was like yeah, well, if he's getting booed isn't he the biggest heel in the company? No. He's getting booed because people don't like him. Yeah. He's not getting the booze you want him to get. Yeah, ironically, right? he might get a, might have gotten a cheer at that point if you turned him heel. That was the big like, right? right. Just like John Cena, when we, everyone was tired of him being the babyface, and yeah. then it's like now we got to bring in the Rock to just up John Cena even and, more. And that's what I really hope AEW does. Like they know what who their stars are now. Right. But if the tide starts shifting and a guy like Paige really takes off and he becomes their Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? I mean, which he's fucking more than capable in the ring. Like, they really need to adapt and go with that. If the fans are really pushing behind a fucking, uh, trying to think of someone who the fans got behind that WWE doesn't push, because that happens all the time. Daniel Bryan? Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. Pac. Pac, yeah, devil. I mean, Daniel Bryan they did push, but kind of reluctantly. But they do that all the time when the fans are legitimately wanting someone to win. Like, they, it was Ali's night to win Money in the Bank, and they gave it to Lesnar. Yeah. Well, like I said. It's his time. <laughs> his time to go away. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm thinking of the most unbelievable thing that can happen is that Lesnar shows up in AEW. That's the only thing that would make me throw up my hands and be like, I'm done. Fuck you. You shit the bed. <laughs> yeah. The bed. I probably would too. I would have like, to. Even if even if uh, Enzo and Kaz, Big Kaz showed up, I'd be like, all right, this is going to suck, but I'll. They're, where are maybe, they going? Maybe where they'll be they the going? butt monkeys and they'll just get shit on and, you know, we'll fucking shave. Fucking doink the clown and fucking. <laughs> Pinky in the fucking brain. That's what those two are. Except one is not a genius. No. So, yeah, that'll about do it for us, guys. So, if you want to, uh, as always, leave us a rate, uh, comment, or review. Help us get those uh, iTunes stars. You can also follow us on uh, Twitter. We are at body underscore slammed on uh, Facebook. We're Facebook slash body slammed. Yeah. You can also join the wrestling guessing game, which we don't have any. TJ will probably drop some info about that. Check out episodes whenever we want to drop them on any of your podcast. So maybe not iTunes. They're getting rid of iTunes. We'll see what happens with that. They can suck it. Fuck Apple. There we go. That's how we no, 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 no. WWE no. and Apple. Do you have an suck. Apple phone? No. Then why are you going <laughs> to... Because the only reason that anyone's listening to us is because Apple exists. So, they're cool. That has like 85% of podcast downloads come from them. Apple products sucked. Apple philosophy. Hey, yeah. but 80% of uh, pay-per-views came from yeah, WWE, but not anymore. Better. That is better. <laughs> like... This fucking Brandon, guy can't Brandon, take him anywhere. Brandon's good shit. Trust me. The <laughs> kids are going to love it. <laughs>
uh, the two ramps, and they the, the cameraman can't seem to get down yeah, what entrance they're coming from. Yeah, and we'll, they are, they're always coming from the right. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that staging a little bit later and more problems it caused. That was another problem I had with the show. But again, overall, absolutely loved the show. Yeah. I do think your point of them not explaining stuff happens because uh, was you, it the Super Smash Bros who come in yeah. later? And, I, and, and the crowd is chanting, who, who are, are you? you? And, like I knew who they were, but I thought about it for a minute. When I swept, oh, Player Uno, that's the Super Smash Brothers. But that's not somebody who most fans are going to know. And you had to be like a big time, like indie dirt sheet person to know who a lot of these guys were. And I understand, like, they can't control the crowds uh, chanting that because the crowd's not going to have a way to be clued in who are these guys. Yeah. And they're expecting Mox, Lear, Punk. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're expecting big names. But, like, even Ross and the, the commentary team didn't really fill you in yeah. like usually they would do that like oh my god it's th- they would they would sell and it would have been so much huge it would have been so so much better with excalibur which you kept calling excelsior yeah, yeah that that's my fault for watching a lot of marvel movies right <laughs> before we fucking record and being in a stanley every time i heard that when i was testing the episode i'm like uh cringe <laughs> but having jr and excalibur would have been better than the three-man booth because marvez alex marvez i'm not a big fan of three-man booths yeah and marvez sucked yeah. He's a football guy, and it's not his fault. He doesn't know wrestling. He may have called a match or two in the past, but Excalibur's a former wrestler turned broadcaster, and JR is the Babe Ruth of wrestling broadcasters. Yeah, and the two, the two of them actually have a pretty good working uh, yeah. relationship on the mic. But overall, the rest of the pre-show I really can't complain about. I thought that Strong Hearts and SCU was a fun match. Um, now, Guevara and... Um, who was the other guy that he wrestled? Uh, Kip Sabian. Yeah, so the Kip Sabian Sammy Guevara match was really cool. Is it Kip Sabian or Kip Sabian? Kip Sabian, like Kip like Sabian. like like Chris Sabian. Um, but it's it was weird placement because it was that that could have been a match that was a middle of the card bring them down match. You know, it was yeah. good, but it, it's just, and it could I mean it putting on the main show would have maybe uh. It, Introduce these guys a little higher caliber to the crowd. Like yeah. these are going to be people moving forward. They're going to have a like, larger like, company. You don't have to be a massive mark of a wrestling fan to know who SCU are. They've been around. They are in other wrestling companies. You know, uh, Daniels and Kazarian have been in Ring of Honor and Impact, and mm-hmm. Scorpio Sky's been in the WWE and Ring of Honor and PWG. So, Stronghearts, I had no idea. I don't follow. Chinese wrestling, so but yeah. it was a, it was a fun match. No, they were and they were incredible. I love when I see a match from someone and I'm like, I can't wait to until I know these people. Oh yeah, until th- this is like and I remember back to my first match being like, not appreciating what I was seeing because mm-hmm. I know these guys like just from this match alone. You're like the tag team division has got me so excited with yeah. AEW with yeah, what they're doing with it. I just hope it's not at the expense of the singles division. Like I hope they're not gonna overly pimp the tag team division. The tag team division should be. If not at a par, it should be slightly below the main singles title because that is honestly how you still make your money. This is, I mean, Mexico, yes, makes money off of trios. I mean, six-man tags are the way of the world in Mexico. Um, but in Japan, in the in England, and in the rest of Europe, and in North America, the singles championship is the one. And I think AEW would be smart to focus on that. Do you think AEW could possibly do something where it's a an even split? Like, yeah. where they try to do, like, they feature tag teams as much as... I would be totally fine. I think it could work having the tag team champions be on equal footing with the, the world champion, you know? Yeah. Like do, would, like, do you see a scenario where we see either of the Jacksons uh, as a solo? No. I don't think so either. I yeah. mean, unless 
forbid one of them passes or something or has some kind of catastrophic injury where they get hurt. It, well, if they're out for six months, I could see them teaming with yeah. Omega or, but, you yeah, know. I don't see the Bucks ever feuding or ever going doing singles. Yeah. I think it would kind of kill the magic. There's just no money in that. I don't think anybody wants to see them fight. They're too... It's not like the Hardys where there was where there was an equal, an obvious Jeff is the more famous one. Yeah. Even though Matt has become more respected now in the wrestling world because of everything he's done in the past few years the matt and nick jackson it's like they're both they're the young bucks there's no you can't have one without the other yeah it's almost hard to tell them apart sometimes yeah i mean <laughs> even though the hair color is different it's like which one's which again moving on to the main card though some of the problems that i had and we'll, we'll talk about all the great stuff that was there but like when brandy's talking about oh this is the first sensory inclusive pay-per-view and they don't mention what the hell that means I had to go look it up. Did you look it up? No. So they had a little room if you were like autistic or socially anxious, you could go to and chill out and watch the show. If you got, if it was too much to be around all these people, they had yeah. little bags with like little stress balls and pull and things to like the little like things you can pull, the, the mm-hmm. stretchy things. So yeah, that's cool. Explain to me what it is. Don't just tell me you're doing it without explaining to someone who has no idea what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. What it is. <laughs> And it might be obvious to someone who's worked with Make-A-Wish already and, you know... Well, Make-A-Wish wouldn't handle this type of thing. It would be more like the Autism Foundation. Yeah. But But people who do a lot of charity work, and I'm assuming all of them do. And I'm sure there's a segment of people who are like, oh, that's cool, so they're doing this. I'm like, okay, that's great. Yeah, but the the general population is A large chunk of your audience isn't going to know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, it's ignorant to that. It's cool that you're doing it. It really is. Explain to me what it is. And then, you know, going on to to the rest of, of the card, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought that they had some great, great matches on this card. The one thing that I found really funny about this whole thing, and we, we talk about, you know, you got, I heard you guys talk about the bloodbath that was uh, Dustin and Cody, which was an amazing match. And it, Match of the night, match, probably? Yeah, match of the night, absolutely. Could be match of the year, and it's I think it's the best match of Cody's career, not Dustin's. It's close. It's when Dustin's one of the top five matches, probably. Yeah, I think besides when uh, Cody took on Ibushi, I think it probably is the best yeah. match I've ever seen Cody But I, what I found really, really funny is that Meltzer praised it so much. And Meltzer has had this hard-on for years of hating the Goldust character. Like, he always talked shit on it. And he always really lowly rated Goldust matches, even though we had some great matches as Goldust. Yeah. It's he like, just had a gimmick that Meltzer didn't like. Yeah. It's like a lot of people didn't like his gimmick. Bias is showing. It's like, come on. Especially, I mean, tell me that you'd like, even as a kid, you didn't love that Hollywood backlot brawl with Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah. I loved Goldust as a kid, but I mean, I also, I didn't know what Androgynous was. I didn't know what he was supposed to be. I just thought yeah. he was this kooky character, yeah. like, it, almost like a kid. I mean, I grew up with The Undertaker and, uh, you know, Wrestlers who were dentists and fucking truck yeah, drivers. The, the, the it gimmicks. wasn't that odd for a guy to be in a bodysuit. <laughs> so given like the the whole, you know, the show as a whole, you guys did a really good job of breaking it down. You were a little overexcited, Brandon was especially, and I am so excited for what AEW has to offer. But there there's some flaws they have to work out, and they will, I'm sure. They have to find their own identity, and they already are establishing an identity. They're I mean, in- this is a and this is a, a huge show to put on with. Almost strictly indie talent yes. until you get to the last three matches. Yeah, most of these guys, I mean, you have the SoCal Uncensored. Some of these guys mm-hmm. have been around for a while, but a lot of them aren't like household names. And you know, Cody and the Bucks are taking to the producer the producer role like a fish to water. They're doing a really good job. Like I said, there were problems, but I expected there to be problems. I expected there to be more problems than there were. Yeah, you know, some of the problems weren't even on them. Like poor Bret Hart 
when he left after presenting the title, tried to walk back like it's a regular staging and fell off the stage because of where it splits. It's like, oh, that, that oh, poor Brett. So I wanted to ask you about um, the, the, the booking mm-hmm. of uh, having the, the Young Bucks and Cody go over again on their, you know, first official show, second show they've really done. Do you think they're like like? Do you agree with the what we were talking about earlier? But like, uh, the Lucha Brothers probably deserve the win. They and might get it in Mexico coming up here soon. Maybe that's what they're saving it for. But they feel like for AEW to really build them up to the audience who are just Young Bucks fans. A lot of people bitch when like someone that is known to be on the booking committee or the booker of a territory or a company puts himself over. Here's the rationale behind it, at least from their perspective that I've always heard. Who else can I trust but me not to walk out on me? Who else, who else is going to – who has more interest in this company than me as like, you know, vice president of this company? So, yeah, I, I expected Cody and the Bucks to go over. I picked them. And uh, before we wrap up, my opinion of Double or Nothing, loved it. I would go with Brandon, 8 out of 10. Some of the matches – a couple of the matches were a little boring – can you think of a, a pay-per-view that was better, at least recently? Okay, I'll put it this way. NXT TakeOver 25 was, top to bottom, a better show. It was more entertaining, and the matches were better. However, I preferred Double or Nothing because it was new, it was fresh, it was different. And those little imperfections made it more yeah. interesting. There's, there's certain things that I would have changed. Like I expected them to have a different camera angle, to shoot it differently, like almost shoot it New Japan style where the hard cam was the entrance side of the ramp instead of the typical WWE shooting style or the North American shooting style. But small complaint to have. I I think they shot it very well, other than a couple times they missed the guy at the wrong ramp. Yeah. But um, what I I mean, considering the, especially when you get to like the the Lucha Brothers Young Bucks Mm -hmm. match, where they're doing incredible High spots, high spot, high spot. And it's just, it's, you know, fluid motion from one to the other, and the cameraman is catching it all and doesn't miss a beat. Like, that's, you don't see it when it's done well. You don't think about it. You only realize it when he misses that spot. Well, it's like referees. You know, you don't notice them if they're doing something wrong, like when they miss a hand pass or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So for the majority of this, like, they did an incredible job. And I mean, you've got seasoned wrestlers, you've got seasoned referees, you've got Earl Hebner for crying out loud, you've got Jim Ross. Mistakes were made. Not as many as I thought there was going to be, and overall, I really, really enjoyed the show, and I'm really looking forward to what yeah. AEW. And has there to were the offer. kind of mistakes that if you were, you know, live tweeting like we do, you were just like, oh, ha ha ha, they they did this yeah. wrong. But it wasn't like when WWE makes mistakes, it's like letting Brock Lesnar win a uh, yeah. match he's mm-hmm. not in, or you know, when the the mic's too hot and you hear Becky Lynch screaming, "Come closer, come closer." Yeah, exactly. Like it just felt like all the mistakes they were making, you were forgiving them because it felt like these guys are yeah. new and like. Think of a but can uh, has any wrestling promotion had a better pay per view out of the gate than AEW has? I mean, we've only seen you and I one promotion have their first pay per view since we've been around, and that was TNA, and it was pretty awful. Yeah, I guess everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when did Ring of Honor? Had, PWG had, start. Had, well, PWG, I mean, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of indies that. Well, I'm talking live pay per views. PWG yeah. has like several weeks or months of go pay per views, and that's what Ring of Honor did for the longest time until a few years ago, until they started having doing live pay per views. Yeah. But speaking of AEW championships, who who was the first ever AEW champion in the wrestling guessing game? Uh, who was it? Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many belts now. It was Jericho. He's always the champ. So, yeah, before we get out of here, I do agree with you guys. The Judas effect is dumb. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's as dumb. I was thinking about this as much as I bagged on. Uh, what the hell was the name of uh, uh, John Cena? The Lightning Fist. The Lightning Fist. Yeah, it's it's the equivalent. Like, yeah, I understand the Codebreaker doesn't look that good anymore. But it's still enough. You could buy it being an effective finisher. Like I'm gonna and drop honestly, your jaw on my knee. Honestly, I don't think they needed the new finisher. I like he hit Alliance all during the match. They could have ended it with that. Yeah, but were, Jericho's that oh. guy that has been so praised for his reinvention that he figured he needed another new company, new finisher. Yeah, but and I, mean, I guess he's doing the more strong style. Like I, not like I said earlier, I just, I wouldn't want to take that elbow. It's gotta fucking hurt, you know. Yeah. But the final thing I'll say, and the biggest praise I'll give them is at the end of the show when Moxley comes out and the crowd pops, they set up the two primary matches for All Out without having to do a 20-minute stupid-ass gimmicky promo. Because all they did was have Kenny and Moxley get into it and have their brawl and have Hangman and Jericho. Jericho. wins, so yeah, yeah, they set up the title match at so All Out. So it's like, okay, so we just had the two primary, ma- the two primary matches set up and we didn't have to sit through... 25 minutes of McMahon bloviating. And then presumably they set up a third match with Jericho and Moxley because the first person he attacked was Jericho. And then my hope is they set up a fourth match where Moxley, uh, you know, the, the whole... Is the like, first challenger? No, he does a whole feud with that ref he took out. Oh, Like, yeah. everyone in that ring he just does a mini feud with. So, I mean, do you do you agree with the, the points that I've made at least about all, all you know... Yeah, I think you have some valid all points. All wrestling's double or nothing. Um, I definitely don't want to get too high on the horse on them because, like, then anything that goes wrong, you're willing to, I think... I'm still it smashes expectations. Yeah, I'm still being cautiously optimistic. I'm not gonna like put my full faith behind the company yet. I'm excited. I really want it to work. I think. Do you think we'll get a better sense of that uh, in a couple weeks' time when Fighter Fest uh, takes place? I don't think so because that's that's gonna be a small part of a convention. There's gonna be a big gaming convention going on at the same time. Yeah. I think the big story is of how it's gonna work. Which I mean, all out sold out in what 16 minutes this time? 15. Yeah. Yeah. Once. All out. And happens. if you believe Dave fucking Meltzer, a hundred and thirty thousand people were trying to get tickets yeah. or something. I could, I could buy it. I mean, I'd, yeah. Um, and then um, when the TV launches, when Tuesday Night Dynamite goes live, that's gonna be the if they get good ratings out the gate, then we're off to the races, and I'll be even more excited. But I'm not gonna like get like my heart going. Oh my, here we go, here we go, here we go until. Would you speculate, and I mean, now that we're just we we're kind of freestyling on yeah. AEW as a future, what do you think their out of the gate ratings are going to be for the first couple episodes? Then Obviously, the first episode's probably going to do the best, and oh, yeah. they're going to do a little recession. I think they'll do current WWE numbers about a 2.2 two, two yeah. to a three. It's about two, three million people. Yeah. Ran about, and I think they'll probably level off a little bit after that. But if if, if they can manage a low two to a midi medium two, that's a success. Because as much as people bitch about the ratings for WWE, USA is still thrilled with them. Yeah, it's still the and highest. And honestly, yeah. I think even if they're pulling in like a one point eight compared yeah. to WWE, if they're uh, if TNT sees a huge spike in people yeah. submitting or to their online streaming service mm-hmm. for AEW and that getting watched a lot, that's yeah. gonna account for you know a ton. And I mean, again, ratings are different than they used to be. Before, yeah, Nielsen be- is not. Is yeah, before dead. all the drama with Dixie Carter being an idiot, Spike was thrilled. With Impact getting 1.2s and 1.3s, yeah. which, you know, WWE would be off the air if that was the case. Yeah, but, I mean, but I mean, that isn't a, you know, that's a million people watching your... Exactly. But, I mean, we'll see. The future will tell. I'm excited. The show was great. It wasn't perfect. Like, so How do you stack it up to uh, All In? Um, it was better. You think I so? I think um, All In had a couple of things that were, even match-wise, like when Cody beat Nick Aldis, it was like, wait, that's the finish? Yeah. 
But I think then All In also had moments when uh, Paige beat, uh, you know, it was Joey Janela. And yeah. We, but, I mean, there, there were those moments of of other production areas like when the Cracker Barrel was in the ring for the Jericho match and they couldn't get it out and Jericho just picks it up and tosses <laughs> it out of the ring. But that's things that, I mean, I know they got a lot of money for that Cracker Barrel so I'm not gonna Cracker Barrel so I'm not gonna be Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's sponsorship. I'm, the, I'm used to the having The only ma- thing I'm sad about is they were not selling that on their website yeah. afterwards. Like Match is sponsored else. by, you know, KFC or a thing now so it just happens. So I'm, if, Boys I'm surprised Wendy doesn't sponsor. Wendy's does not sponsor them. Or their Twitter how, account. Yeah, because yeah, their Twitter account pimps them out constantly. Yeah. All right, so I think it's going to do it for my section of the show. And uh, you said you boys did a good job, but I was here to. I love the only actual like comp- like the only person you singled out was me for no, getting the commentator. I singled out Brandon for his, you know. And then Tyler goes unscathed. Fucking Tyler. Well, Tyler made good points. Yeah, what I'm saying. he did. But I mean, so that'll put a bow on this one. So until next time, for Tyler, for Brandon, for Franklin, I'm TJ. You've just been body slammed. Damn, dude.